Hey, welcome to the Straight Sports Podcast. We're your host, Joshua and Tushar. In this podcast, we give our opinions on our favorite sports, which are basketball, soccer, and wrestling. So today, Josh, we got a special guest. Special Super guest, excited man. to introduce him. He's the guy who beats me in 2K all the time. I have no wins against him. He beats me in Madden. I call him <laughs> the king of all sports. He knows all sports, UFC, NFL. You ask him about anything, he knows it all. He's the GOAT. My boy, Danny. Yo, welcome to the podcast. We are so happy to have you, bro. Welcome. It's been a long time coming. We've been wanting you for six months. It's kind of my fault that we haven't been able to get you on, so my bad. But we're happy to have you, bro. Yo, yo, yo. How you guys doing, bro? Thank you for having me, man. And Hey, it's been a long time, man. We've been talking about this for ooh, probably years, man. Probably high school days. <laughs> man, but yes, hey, man, we're here, and let's get into it, man. I'm ready. So we're going to start off with the first topic, what a crazy day it's been in the NBA, guys. We got the NBA trade deadline, you know, has come to a close and many teams have let go and have acquired new players. So today we will go over some of the biggest deals and discuss who we think won each trade and what grade we will give them from A through F. So let's start off with the first trade that happened uh, when Shams reported that the Brooklyn Nets traded Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dory Finney-Smith and a first round and, and multi-second round picks. So... Let's uh Josh, let's start it off. What you what you think about this? Um, I'ma just say for Dallas, I mean I think it was a good move. I mean, honestly, they're a pretty desperate team. You know, free agents really don't want to go there. The roster wasn't really working, and I feel like the front office had to, you know, show Luca that they're serious. And this is what they did. So they they put a bet on themselves and they they traded for Kyrie. So I feel like they really lose nothing here and I feel like they can only gain. So I'll give him an A for the trade. Uh, for the Nets side, I mean, you know, I wasn't really too fond on the deal. You know, I thought Kyrie wasn't going to get moved. And I feel like even though they did get some pieces back, I just felt like was this really the best package that they got? I mean, who knows? But I'm going to give them <laughs> – I'll say a B-. minus, Just because, you know wow, – Just because, you know wow. – you know, that's a little Kyrie, too generous, in my opinion, bro. Yeah, I think he's I mean, right. I think that's a bit generous. I mean, Kyrie wasn't an expiring deal. I mean, the question that could be asked, like, if he didn't get the move, would he start the rest of the season? So I feel like they had to do something, even though I didn't think he would get moved. But I feel like, you know, this is what they got. I mean, I heard that Joe Side did not want to move him to LA. And the Clippers' offer wasn't that great from what I've seen. So it definitely I feel was like not. They did what they could have done. They got some decent pieces back, and yeah, I feel like B minus is is where it's at right now. So what are y'all thinking? Right. Right, let's go, Danny. Let me want to hear your thoughts. Man, for the Mavericks, obviously I'm gonna give them an A plus plus for this trade, man. Like they get Kyrie paired up with Luca, man. Yo, probably one of the best dynamic duos in the league, in my opinion. I mean, I could be wrong, but it, it was until that big Woj bomb came at one a.m. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, you're right, but I mean, we're probably gonna get into that later. But come yeah. on, but when when the first the trade first happened, did you not think, wow, Dallas is going I, to the finals? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, finals, I might be but... a little biased here coming from a, a Kawhi guy, which winning for the Clippers, <laughs> but uh, definitely guy. knowing that they're a big threat. You know, the Clippers going seven games with just Luca pairing them with Kyrie. Is very scary, makes the West very serious. And yeah, they they became yeah. legit for sure. Exactly. And you gotta think about it like this, bro. Luca in the fourth quarter, think of, come on, man. Everybody's always double teaming him. Now he finally has someone that can freaking uh, leave the burden from him. Like, you know, he got somebody else to put the, the load on. 
So I think this is a great move for them. I mean, defensively, it puts them in a bad situation, man. They don't have any defenders, but maybe their plan is to beat all the teams 151 to 150. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, this team, this team can honestly, I see their ceiling making it to the Western Conference Finals, in my opinion. I don't think they make the finals, but I think they make the Western Conference Finals. Now, for the next side, man, I give this an F. Interesting. Like, yeah, okay. I give this an F, man. From what I heard, they could have waited until the end of the season and possibly negotiate a sign, uh, what is it called? A sign and trade. Sign and trade. trade, there you go. Something, yeah. So, and all they got back was Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney Smith. So, I mean, in my opinion, they got way worse. And I don't know, man. I just give them an F. But, you know, as a Knicks fan, I give it an A plus because, you know, <laughs> Knicks run New York. Speak. Yeah, I thought last time I checked, the Nets run New York, but the last time I checked, they had three superstars, <laughs> and then they're all out. So no that, Kevin Durant was out here talking about the Nets superior to the Knicks, and now it looks like the real king of New York, which is Jalen Brunson, is, is still here. So I think you mean Randall? Like, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> we got to give Randall his bro. flowers. You got to give him yeah. flowers for uh, sure. Uh, let me add one more thing also before I let, let you shut Um We all talk about how how can Kyrie coexist with Luka, but... You think about it, Kyrie played with LeBron. In a way, I kind of see Luka as LeBron because he's a ball-dominant wing. 100%. Mm -hmm. And who can create for others, you know? Luka averages, what, like eight assists sometimes? Like, he can throw even a triple-double in his sleep. So, I I don't know, man. I I think Dallas has a bright future with this. But you just never know with Kyrie, to be honest with you. You just never know with this guy. 100%. So for me personally, I, that was a great take, Danny. For me personally, I, I go into Dallas. I gave them an A minus only because when you pair Kyrie and Luka, talent wise, this is the best backcourt in the NBA. If you just look at it on paper, we saw their effects already. They just beat my Clippers without Luka yesterday. Kyrie Irving, his effect was very clear to see. But the reason I gave them A minus, like Danny says, you know, like you don't know what Kyrie will be. Like, will all this off the court drama be just off the court? Will it just be focused on the court? When he's just focused on basketball, on the court, no issues. And nobody's saying Kyrie's done a lot of great things off the court. People don't talk about that a lot. But just looking at on the court when he's playing basketball and he's focused on that, we know how special of a talent he is. He's in superstar talent for a reason. Dallas made the trade. They're clearly desperate. Luka needs help. He can't be scoring 50 every game. And bringing in Kyrie, who's the best fourth quarter scorer in the league, with Luka, who always tends to get gassed out in the fourth quarter because he has to do all the work. Perfect trade for Dallas. is good risk. At worst, it's a six-month rental. I don't see how it's a bad trade. For Brooklyn, I gave them a solid C. Like I said, Josh, I was surprised to hear you give them a B-. minus. I was surprised to hear Danny give them an F. It's not like they traded for scrubs. I mean, Dory Finney-Smith... You know, is a great rotational piece. He's a 3 and D guy, great defender. Dallas has obviously took a step down defensively. And Spencer Dinwiddie, just a great player. He can score 17. I mean, just today, the Nets won. He's, he dropped 25. So, But obviously, you know, this was, you know, my assumption when Katie was there, you know. So I'm thinking, okay, this is, works. But obviously, you know, still Katie with a bunch of great players. But now that Katie's gone, this is an interesting trade. But still, Dory Finney-Smith, great player, mm-hmm. Dinwiddie. And obviously, they're here to stay. But I give them a solid C. I think it's not a terrible trade. And it's clear that... You know, with Kyrie Irving not wanting to re-sign and, and demanding a trade or requesting a trade, that the Nets, for them to get any assets really in return is great because a lot of people are hesitant to trade Kyrie or not for the talent, but because of all the issues that come with Kyrie Irving sometimes. But yeah, I think it's a, they had no choice. I think it's the best package they could have got. Lakers, it was just Russell Westbrook and two picks. Um, and your Clippers, the, so your Clippers, the, the gave, Clippers them gave a terrible, terrible package. The, a terrible deal with... <laughs> I mean, Terrence Mann's a great player on Luke Kennard, but that's not enough to get a guy like Kyrie Irving. That's And we were just picks. That was not a good trade by the Clippers. The Suns is interesting. Chris Paul, Jay Crowder. But that now that KD left, 
that trade doesn't make sense. So I think this was the best deal for them personally. I don't think there was any other really best options for them. So yeah, for me personally, I think that I give Brooklyn a C. But Dallas, obviously, what an opportunity. We got uh Luca and Kyrie together in the West and we already seen Kyrie's impact on the on the team. So she clearly yeah. they beat the Clippers without Luca by the way. And, no, and Luca owns the Clippers. So imagine when they're together. Oh man. That is true. That Mavs is true. in seven. Mavs in four actually. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on to another big trade. We had the Los Angeles Lakers huge trade. We had the Lakers received D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. It's a three team trade. Uh, Minnesota got Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and three second-round picks. One was a swap. Utah got Russell Westbrook, which we know most likely is going to be bought out. We can never see Russell Westbrook in a Utah Jazz uniform. With all <laughs> oh, the he's definitely going to be in that Clippers uniform, though. Let's go. We got to talk about that a little later. Let's continue on. We got Juan Toscano-Anderson also going there. Damian Jones and the Lakers, who never wanted to give up those picks, finally gave up a 2027 first-round pick, which is a pretty much, I heard, a very high pick. So what's your protected, thoughts on this? Way, and uh, what happened? I said the the pick is actually protected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what are your thoughts on? Uh, yeah. So what's your thoughts on like who you know the grades for each of these uh these teams? I mean, Lakers get an A plus. I mean, mm-hmm. they offload Westbrook, which they've been trying to get rid of for a while. I mean, the GM clearly failed with that one. Le- but, <laughs> you know, I mean, they reacquired D'Angelo Russell, who I think is a good solid player. They get Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, who I think are two good role players, and they can only, you know, make the team better. Mm-hmm. And they give up a protected pick for 2027. I mean, I think it's not that bad of a deal for them. They didn't honestly. have to give up their other one, so. Yeah, true. Utah, I mean, <laughs> they got Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, Westbrook, who I think will get waived. They did get the pick they wanted, but it is protected. So, I mean, I feel like I got to give them, like, a B minus, maybe C plus, okay. because – they also did give up picks to Minnesota. So if the goal was to stack picks, you're getting a first round protected pick and giving away other picks. I feel like it's kind of like kind of intuitive. But you know, Minnesota, they get Mike Connolly, who's a solid guard. I mean, D'Lo wasn't working for them, so I feel like they decided to shake things up. And there's no guarantee that he would have resigned anyway. Yeah, so, there was reports that there was a contract yeah. negotiation, but it I clearly didn't work out. And they get a bunch of picks and the Q Alexander one who I think Nikhil Alexander Walker, who I think is a promising player. So I feel like they get a a B. I mean, I feel like Lakers obviously win this. I mean, mm-hmm. they sure literally could. lose nothing at all. So except yeah. the pick, if that's what the most valuable. That's true. All right, Danny, let's hear your thoughts. Man, Lakers got to get an A plus for this, man. <laughs> this, I mean, I feel like they hit a home run, bro. Like it really seems like that because they finally get rid of their whole Westbrook problem. Which you know, I, I feel like Westbrook gets unnecessary hate, in my opinion. He just wasn't mm-hmm. the right fit for the Lakers. But you 100%. know, hundred percent. All right, you get rid of him, all right. But you get D'Lo back, who's once again broke. Russell they, might still be in L.A., so <laughs> he might still be in L.A. No, he definitely will be. But, you know, you get D'Lo, bro. He's a really great shooter. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly what the Lakers need. And they also get Malik Beasley, who's also a great shooter. And, you know, his, his movement without the ball is so good, bro. I oh, he's it. a great player, yes. Exactly. He's a solid player. And then they also get Vanderbilt, who's a defensive rebounder. Elite rebounder, yes. I, I love this trade for the Lakers. Again, let's not get too ahead of ourselves and call them title favorites, but, you know, it's a good trade yeah. for them. I give they it got an better. Plus. Rob Palenka deserves a, some credit here. People criticized him, and, uh, you know, there was a trade. The Russell Westbrook trade was a disaster. Obviously, we know – I'm not saying – obviously, Rob Palenka makes the final say. LeBron James and AD pushed for Russell Westbrook, and, and Rob Palenka, you know, fixed, I think, the issue. But, yeah, continue, Danny. My bad. No, let's go. Yo, but Jazz, for me, get a B. 
it's it's a solid trade, you know. They get with Westbrook, they get the pick, but I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel about this because they were supposed to be in the the Wemby uh, race. Now they're just too good for that, I guess. So I don't even know what they're doing. I, I give them a B. It's just a solid, just a solid pick. The Wolves, man. I don't know, man. They must be like trying to get like the world's worst trades or or something because <laughs> this is terrible for them, bro. I don't know what they what they're doing, bro. I don't know. I guess they didn't want to resign Russell in the off season. That's the only way I see it. So what would you give them as a letter grade? I'll give it a. It's not an F, but I'll give it a D. I'll give it got a you, D. Got you, got you. Yeah, for me, you know, Lakers A. I mean. They they basically had a perfect kind of trade scenario. They added D'Angelo Russell. I think fits better with LeBron, a guy who can shoot, play, make. You know, he'll fit fit the bill with the Lakers, a guy who averaged 18, a guy who was an all-star um, for the Nets when he was there in Brooklyn. Great player. Malik Beasley adds shooting. That's what the Lakers lack. We know they had a lot of um, – uh, they had – I mean, it was basically a, a team that was non-shooting. And to win with LeBron James, you know you need shooting. So um, there's obviously no knock on these teams, but – Shout out Patrick Beverly, man. He posted, uh, I think, D-Lo reunion, and now he got traded to Orlando. <laughs> shaking my head. Damn, Shout out Patrick. But, um, yeah, then Malik Beasley, right, great shooter, so fits with LeBron and Jared Vanderford, great defensive guy, can rebound. So I think it just overall fits better with LeBron and AD, the, the, the big two for the Lakers. You get shooting, you get defense, and obviously you get rid of Russ, which it was just a bad fit. Russ is not a bad player. I actually saw this on on uh, social media. I mean, it was on ESPN. Dave McPanigan said, basically, a source told him that the vampire has been removed from the locker room. And then and then Nina Westbrook, Russell Westbrook's wife responded saying that, you know how now she has to tell her kids because they hear from her from schools, you know, their peers would say nasty stuff about their father. And now she has to tell her kids how their, their father is not a vampire. And it's just crazy. And the, the disrespect, like, yeah, at the end of the day, it didn't work out, but to go out there and say this, you know, on ESPN live, I think that's kind of messed up. He doesn't deserve this much disrespect and doesn't it shouldn't have to affect his family. You know, this is basketball. So it's a little yeah, upsetting to I see that. Definitely 100%. agree with that. I hope Russell Westbrook finds a new home. He's a great player. He was just on a bad fit. And just like Frank Vogel, they called him the new scapegoat. Basically, that's what they did. This season, last season wasn't great for him. But okay, Frank Vogel last was season, the reason. <laughs> no, no. Last season, he was. Last season, I, I give him a lot. I definitely put some blame on him. But this season, the role that Darvin Ham gave, he accepted it and he excelled in that role. He was potentially six man of the year, yeah, that's true. but it just didn't work out. But the Lakers get an A. For Utah, I mean, I'm going to give them a B. You know, for me personally, I don't know what Utah's direction is because I thought, again, they, they might be in that victor race. But then Laurie Markkinen came and he's been balling. So it's clear they they found their star of the future. But they clearly still are like in this kind of like, okay, we're still kind of rebuilding, but still a good team. So I think they clearly just wanted the pick and they really only lost like two players to get that pick, which was Jared Vanderbilt and uh, Malik Beasley. Obviously, uh, Mike Conley went to Minnesota. And obviously, they got some other decent players, but I think it was mainly for them it was the pick. And we know Russ is going to be bought out. Uh, for Minnesota, I gave them a C. I think if you look at it, clearly they were in contract. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, C. I mean, because if you look at Minnesota, like they clearly were trying to – like they wanted to extend – DeAndre Russell, but those uh, those talks were going nowhere. So it makes sense that maybe he probably wasn't gonna, he was going to leave anyway. So you might as well get whatever you can. They basically only gave up D'Lo, and for a guy who could have potentially been you know a six month left and who would have been gone, they got some decent players. Mike Conley's not a scrub; he's a decent starting point guard. You know he kind of does similar things as Russell. Obviously, you know right now I would say Russell's better, uh, but he still is a great playmaker. Could score the basketball, make Cat and uh, Anthony Edwards' jobs easier. 
And I forgot Rudy Gobert still on that team. Shout out to the worst trade in NBA history. Your favorite anyways, player, continue. bro. Your favorite player. <laughs> and I'm not a hater of Rudy Gobert before people say that, but that was a bad trade. If you tell me that was a good trade, then I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, I'm going to continue on. Minnesota got Mike Conley, right? And then they added Nikhil Walker-Alexander, right? Good, young, promising guy. And then they got some second-round picks. So I just give them an average. I wouldn't say it's a great trade, but obviously D'Lo was going to leave for nothing. They got some assets in return. Something is better than nothing. And so I don't know else? about you guys, but I I can't wait to see that AD and D'Lo pick and roll, man. That's, yeah, I, don't gonna, yeah, man. I don't yeah, know. I don't know, man. That's going to be That's going to be interesting. But yeah, now let's uh for for sure interesting takes. But let's Danny. I just want to obviously there's so many trades and unfortunately we can't talk about all of them. But I just want to know your brief thoughts about what the Knicks done. Obviously they didn't make any major you would say major moves. There was some conversation about Zach Levine, but obviously it didn't happen. But what's your thoughts? You know of Josh Hart coming to the Garden with obviously reuniting with Jalen Brunson, a former Villanova uh, teammate, and you have uh you know obviously Cam Reddish and a pick going to Portland. What are your thoughts on that trade? Well, for me right now, it's a, I got to say it's an A, man. Uh, I'll give it an A for two reasons. One, we didn't make that Zach Levine trade. I know people are going to call me crazy, but I don't know. I, I don't, really didn't want to trade Grimes and Obi for Zach Levine. Because mm-hmm. if the Knicks were willing to give up Grimes, why didn't they do it for Donovan Mitchell in the off in the offseason? I feel like Donovan Mitchell could have been better than Levine. But, you know, whatever. Um Man, Josh Hart is a great pickup for you, man. I, he's going to be great for us. He, he basically tips his ideal player, a great big rebounder. Yeah, and as a guard. Wow. Second. Yeah. Second. Second yeah, as a guard, yeah, dude. He's yeah. a great rebounder and he's a, he's a good defensive player. Uh, his plus minus is plus 124 when, he, when he's on the floor. That's, I don't know. For, for me, I'm, I'm excited to see him in the rotation. I don't, personally, I do not see him starting. I think our 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 starting core is pretty set with Brunson, Grimes, RJ, Randall, and hopefully Mitchell when he comes back. But you know Sims for now. But he's off the bench, man. He might even play closing minutes, man. I'm not gonna lie to you because RJ has been terrible defensively this year, man. It's not even fun to see. But yeah, yeah we'll see also what we're talking and... we're talking to a a a Knicks fan from a very long time. He's been through tough times. <laughs> I also give a real, us he's a, a real Knicks fan. He's a real Knicks fan. Got to give it to him. I also give us an A because at least our offseason didn't end up like the Nets. You know, shout out Brandon and shout out Kevin, but you know. <laughs> hey, Brandon, but, Ben Simmons, let's run it up in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, to close it out, man, I'm just going to say that, man, Hart is a really big pickup for us because also it can alleviate the stress because, you know, all this whole season, what our biggest our biggest um problem was, and that's the fourth quarter. So maybe we can set out Grimes, we can set out RJ, we can set out Brunson a little bit more time and Hart will alleviate that stress a little. Maybe we won't blow as many leads in the fourth quarter, man. So I, I give it an A. I give it an A. Solid off. I mean, solid trade deadline. We didn't do too much. We didn't do too little. And at least, thank, thank goodness, we did not trade Zach Levine, in my opinion. Trade yeah, for Zach Levine. Yeah, 100%. I think my quick thoughts, I would give the 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 Knicks an A for this. Obviously, Josh Hart, you know, somebody's going to play. Unfortunately, Cam Reddish was great. It's not like he was no scrub, but for some reason, he just wasn't cracking in Tibbs' rotation after a couple of games. Not sure why. He's a great Wait, player. Which I hate, by the way, because Cam yeah, Reddish I, is a solid player. Yeah, man. He's really good. He's a good player. But I'm happy for him. He gets a chance to go to Portland. Clearly, he's going to play there. Um, He's a great... uh. He's good at defender. He can shoot the basketball. He's a very young and promising player. So I give, so I give, I feel like I give both sides an A. Obviously, Josh Hart, good pickup for the Knicks. Obviously, Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart, great friends, play together. 
in college. So this is a very good uh, move for the Knicks. And I would say the same thing for Portland. I think I feel like I give them both A's. Cam Reddish is a great player. Obviously, that's the only question I have with him not um, wondering why he didn't play. But I think it works out for both sides. And I, so, yeah. But, Josh, what are your quick thoughts on this? Yeah, I'd say the same, honestly. I mean, I give the Knicks an A. It was a good move. They get a, a solid 3 and D player in Josh Hart. I feel like he can contribute to the team. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think it was a good deal for both sides. I mean, Cam Reddish, he's a solid player. He wasn't getting much minutes, as you guys said. But I feel like maybe he'll get some, you know, more play time in yeah. Trailblazers. Uh, I mean, Portland. Sounds, got you. <laughs> Uh, Josh, I just want to know, uh, honestly, obviously, your Spurs made some moves today, yeah. you know, with Jacoperto, you know, a very good Spurs player. He's going back to Toronto. And, uh, you know, we had, uh, I think you guys got Josh Richardson as well. So what are your thoughts on just the trades and everything that San Antonio has done? I mean, I kind of expected Perto to be moved. I mean, he wasn't going to resign. So we have to get rid of him and get something. So I'm just glad we got a pick. I mean, Cam Birch, I think he's probably going to get waived. I don't know if he's, if he's going to be here for long, but. He was a, he was playing decent for Toronto, not not too crazy. You no, know, wasn't really getting that much minutes. Pretty much a role player, but I, I don't really think he fits the timeline. He is thirty, so I don't think he matches up with what we're trying to do. So I feel like he probably get waived. But I think it was a good move. We did get a pick, so I feel like that was the main goal. So it's it's, it's better than nothing, honestly. Yeah, my quick thoughts. I think the Spurs did the right thing. Obviously, we know they're in the pursuit for Victor, right? So, yep. uh, Jacoperto is obviously a great player. Let's not get it right. He did awesome things in San Antonio, but it's clear that if you're gonna try to get Victor, then, you know, he's not going to be in the picture for San Antonio for the future. And I'm happy he gets back to Toronto. You know, they could use him. He's a great player. And obviously the Devontae Graham move, they got some picks, but yeah, he might, like you say, potentially might be waived. What do you, any thoughts, Danny? Uh, I don't like that you say uh, in pursuit of Victor, the Spurs are going to get Victor, okay? Fact. I'm rooting for you, Joshua. Fact. I'm rooting for you, man. If anybody deserves Victor, it's the Spurs, man. Fact. But, Honestly, I mean, he fits I, the bill. He's from France. Tony Parker's from France. He fits the bill. But obviously, we know it could happen. It could not happen. It's not 100% guaranteed. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't watched a lot of Spurs basketball this season. But, yeah, man, Jacoperto and John, I don't know, man. I still think the Spurs are going for Wemby. And if you get them one step closer, man, I'm all for it. So, I'll, get, I'll give it an A. I'll give it an A. They got, and they also got, like, what, five second-round picks? I feel like, I feel yeah. like the whole league got five Yeah, I got, you got to you gotta give them you gotta give them A's. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think it's good. So what are your thoughts on the Clippers and, and the moves they made, you know? On the yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to start start this off. To, interesting. Clippers. Clippers. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's kind of – yeah, so my thoughts on this kind of – so obviously we got Bones Highland. We got John – not John, sorry. We got Bones Highland, Eric Gordon and Mason Plumley. So I think if you look at it, I think the Kevin Durant, which we're going to get into kind of trade shifted and kind of scared a lot of teams, it looks like, because Clippers just piled up some wing players, kind of scoring players, because they clearly, uh, they had to make a move for sure because with the West getting so strong now with the Mavs and Phoenix. But I like the move of Bone Highland. Obviously, he's a, I still don't understand why Denver gave us him for nothing. We got an A for that. I mean, we got him for nothing. I mean, we gave two second round picks to get him. He's a great player. He could score 12. Great player coming off the bench. Eric Gordon, great veteran, a guy who can shoot threes. I think he's a perfect fit. And I know we gave up, I think it was like a, uh, I think we traded John Wall. And then we also traded Luke Kennard, was also gone to Memphis. And then another one, I think Mason Plumley. Obviously, Josh has been right all along. And also Danny, we definitely needed another center. We got yeah. one. Mason Plumley's underrated, very good stats. You know, he's averaging 12, you know, 12, uh, basically 12 points, 10 rebounds and and four assists, so he's going to be a great fit for us. I like the moves we like, but there's one concern I do have. We don't have a point guard. We traded John Wall and Most Reggie Jackson. Away, we don't have a single point We don't have a true point guard. That puts a lot of pressure on PG, and it's clear I think Russell Westbrook would be 
um, coming to the Clippers. And I know people, I, I might feel a little iffy about it, but I think it, it makes sense. I think I'm all for Russ coming to it as long as he buys in. And I know if the only way Russ comes, if a Kawhi and PG are 100% say, we're going to make this happen. And let's see what happens. And let's see if Russ is a, is a you know, it's he comes to the Clippers. We'll, we'll find out for sure. But I think I'm mm-hmm. kind of in favor. I'm a little iffy because obviously with the journey with the Lakers, but obviously I think he will fit us a lot better because of the shooting that we have. So if I had to give an overall grade for the Clippers, I'm going to go like a B plus because we did get better. We got a center, but we don't have a true point guard yet. We need a true point. We need a point guard that could set up uh, Kawhi and uh, and Paul George. But again, I'm sad to see Reggie go, man, and John Wall. I feel like John Wall wasn't terrible, but I guess it didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a, a B. Honestly, I mean, Y'all stacked on wings. I mean, I feel like that's what you guys are going for. You did finally get the center that I've been saying that you guys need. Yeah, he's great, Bumley, too. Yes. Yeah, good, solid piece. But you did get rid of all of your point guards. But Reggie, who I thought was a great player for y'all, y'all, y'all shipped out. Right now, Terrence Mann is technically the point guard with Bones Highland. Yeah. Who technically, last time they beat us, yeah. they Bones Highland cooked us. Like, cooked. So, I'm happy he's on our side. And he kind of played the point guard, but he's more of a scorer, right? So, yeah, that's true. we definitely need a true point guard. Mm-hmm. Russ did average seven point five assists. You might criti- we could criticize the man, but he could pl- he could play mate. Listen, my only my only worry is that why would the Nuggets give him up for basically nothing? Yeah, there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason. Like, yeah. there's no way that that you know if he was a great player, you know they would probably demand more. But they just you guys gave him what like five picks, five second round just, picks. And he also was getting minutes, like two second rounds. Like I don't understand that. So I'm, I mean, I'm happy for the Clippers. Thank you, Denver. Right, but I don't Maybe I don't understand that. Move. I don't know. The Mason Plumbing move, obviously, they get Reggie Jackson. I think the, the Hornets were just trying to dump salary. And also, I heard they want to get, like, uh, they want to go more young. And Mason Plumbing's kind of more on the older, you know, side. More of a vet. Not older. I'm not going to disrespect him. But more on the vet side. So, they wanted to just play their young guys more. And Reggie Jackson going to get waving. Of course, Phoenix about to stack up on these buyout guys. And Reggie Jackson's a great player. I hope he, you know, goes to Phoenix. He deserves it. He was a class act in, in the Clippers. And he was a big reason why they got to the conference finals. In my opinion, I think you guys are being, again, too generous. I, okay. Kuchar's going to say I'm a Clippers hater, but I'm going to give the Clippers a D on this, man. Okay. Uh, we got like, to hear the reasons. Um, like I said, reasons. like I said, man, both Highland, he's a solid player. Don't get me wrong. But okay. there has to be a reason the Nuggets shipped him off for five second round picks. It's just That's not. That's true, yeah. It has to be a Ooh, reason. Two second rounds, but but oh, regardless, two second rounds, sorry, but yeah, yeah, that's but, even worse. Two second rounds, but, yeah, but technically for, for us, that's an A because we didn't give up anything to acquire him. But no, you're overall, right, you're that's right. different. But I don't know. Maybe maybe he fits. Maybe he doesn't. You know what? But I feel like you guys are overrating uh, Mason Plumley way too much. I feel like he's not really that much good of a. No, center. just a backup adds another center. We don't have another big. <laughs> that's kind of the reason why. Like we don't have a other legit big Zubats. You know he doesn't like he is forced to play a lot or we play a lot of small. But which Ty lose in favor of? No, but no, definitely. But this is one thing. I, he's I, an underrated I, playmaker. But yeah, I watched yeah. a lot of Charlotte basketball this season. I'm not even okay. gonna lie to you. Every mm-hmm. a, any team that goes up against Charlotte of the the opposing center on Fanduel, I'm going over rebounds because Pumley <laughs> can't grab a rebound for his life. <laughs> he averages ten rebounds a game. Yeah, but he gets cooked by the opposite of, uh, centers. I seen I seen it with my eyes, man. And not, then, yeah. His over under points is like I mean, obviously in the Clippers he's not gonna have to score that many points, but it's like five points. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. You're going to call me a Clippers ball. hater, but I don't know. I just think okay. they could have done better. They got rid of Reggie Jackson, who, I don't tough know, ball. man. He can yeah. drop when he's hot. Come on, man. Yeah, You've yeah, seen it. You've seen tough. it. I think he had a little down here, but I'm, I'm a little sad about the Reggie one. But what do you think about Eric Gordon? 
Eric Gordon, he's on and off. I, it, that's yeah. the only solid piece I get from this because okay. for me, the Reggie Jackson piece is like a big one. Whoever picks him up in the buyout market, hopefully oh, the Lakers. Phoenix won't get him. Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix won't get him. He's going Phoenix. It's already reported about that. He got waived. Uh, they kind of already bought him out, so Phoenix is interested. I think he's going to Phoenix. Yeah, Lakers yeah. would be interesting, though. Exactly. Well, but what if, I'll give it you know, a D. We'll give it a D. All right. Sounds good. Now, let's move on to the biggest trade that I did not see coming. <sighs> And Joshua, Joshua now a member. (laughs) Yeah, because as he's the member of the Phoenix Suns, of the Phoenix Suns organization, this is a big trade for his franchise. (laughs) So, (laughs) all right. So, Woj tweeted out this was a bomb. And I was on the phone with Danny and and I was watching ESPN and it was like, and then I think one person on ESPN said, Kevin, they're on the move. And I was like, wait, what? And then Danny told me, he's like, no, I couldn't believe it. But let's, let me tell you the trade. So, basically, Woj tweeted the Suns are sending Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, which was traded to Milwaukee for five second-round picks. So, yeah, four first-round picks, a 2028 pick swap for Durant and TJ Warren. Um, And then also the Nets got, basically the picks were, Nets got unprotected picks in 2023, 2025, 2027, and 2029. So, yeah, I guess um, thoughts on, you know, the grades for each each of these teams. (sighs) Well, first I'm going to start with the Suns. I mean, I think they did a great job, A+. I mean, you secured Kevin Durant who did want to come there earlier with his previous trade request. You also get TJ Warren, which I think is a really good piece. And I feel like they're going for it right now. They gave up some good young players. But I feel like, you know, with with, with the way that their team was headed, I feel like they were heading away from their championship window. Some argue it was shut. I mean, I think it was shut, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, CP3 agent, Booker's there too. But I feel like with the addition of Kevin Durant, I mean, it changed the West. I mean, you've seen teams panic trade. I feel like half of these trades that were made were panic trades to try to compete with the I feel like a lot of them were just to get defenders to guard KD. True. That's a great take, Josh, because I recently just saw a tweet, too, that said that the Raptors didn't want to budge on OG Ananobi because he's a great defender. Yeah. And the West team wanted him to defend KD. Yeah, and now the value of these, like, players are got even higher. Like, apparently, Mikhail Bridges was going around. Apparently, Woj said he could be worth three first-round picks, but the Nets shut it down. But because of that trade, now these kind of players are valued more. That's true. Hmm. Now, for the Nets, I give them an F. Okay. I mean, honestly, like, Let's go. like, what, Let's like go. what were they thinking? I want to know. Like, I wish I could be a fly on the wall in the front office room while Joe Sy and Sean Marks were discussing this trade. Because honestly, to me, it makes no sense. I get they're trying to do good by Kevin Durant, but at the end of the day, you're supposed to do the best for your organization. He has three years left on his contract. You get some decent pieces back with back from the trade with Kyrie. So I feel like they could have still made a run. I mean, we've seen what Kevin Durant did with a one-legged James Harden in the playoffs. So what could he do with this team? I feel like they could have done like something, like, you know? I feel like this shows that they gave up and sure they got some good young players for it, but like what was the cost, man? I feel like sure, like they could make the playoffs this year. I don't know. But to me, like this was a sign that Joe Sy is incompetent, man. How can you sit there with a straight face with the owner, with the owner, Sean Marks too? Your job as a GM is to put your team in the best position to win basketball games. That's what you're supposed to do. You have the best, arguably the best for basketball. I think is the best for basketball. And you ship him out with three years left on his deal because you're doing him a favor? I mean, to me, that makes no sense. And yes, we know what Sean Marks has done in the past with his successes with the team, but this is inexcusable to me. I mean, in my opinion, bro, Sean Marks stepped down, Joe Sy sell the team, 
they gotta go because this makes no sense, man. Shout out to the Nets fans. I mean, the few that are there, but I mean, <laughs> what Nets fans? Bandwagon <laughs> fans, bro. That were Kyrie <laughs> and KD fans. It was never Nets. I don't know what to, to say about with. this move. To me, this is a straight F, and anything above an F to me no, is, is insane, bro. So, so what do you guys think about this? Uh, Danny, I'm gonna let you talk first because I have to process this this Joshua take. <laughs> so I'm gonna let Danny get the floor. Man, I, I don't even have to say much, man. Josh hit it right on the head. The Phoenix Suns obviously A plus plus, man. They're they're contenders again. We were we were literally just talking about them blowing it up not too long ago. Yeah. They were literally about maybe three or four losses away from blowing it up. Man, shout out the new the new owner of the Phoenix Suns, Matt Ishbia. What up, man? What, yeah, what a, a day for the what? What a day for Phoenix, man. The pick and roll between CP3 and Aiton with Devin Booker, arguably a young Kobe, and one of the greatest scorers yeah. on the three-point line. One of the greatest trades in NBA history, in my we opinion. We got TJ Warren, who's a great player. And TJ Warren, too. Like, I don't know. And Still like God says, for the next yeah. F, yo, Josiah, if you're listening to this, which, I mean, hopefully you are if you are, sell the team. Please go back yeah. to New Jersey. The only yeah. team in New relocate, York is yeah. the Knicks. Please relocate. What? I don't know. Why now? Do you have three years and you still have arguably one of the best players in the world in KD exactly. for three years? He had no leverage. He literally had no leverage. I don't think he would have done the Kyrie and set out. He's not that type of player. I, exactly. I just don't see what the Nets were thinking. The Suns did give up. You know, okay, we'll give Mikhail Bridges great player, but... KD, you get Kevin Durant, and you know he's not. In, let's say he's not in his prime, but he's near the end of his prime, which is still great. Yeah. But come on, they're they're title. Give give them the title already, man. I'm pretty sure they're they're favorites on their favorites on Fanduel already. Hmm. But yeah, I'm gonna give it up to Two Shirts. See what he says. But you're right. Shout out. By the way, shout out Kevin. Shout out Brandon. I know you guys are listening. <laughs> but yeah, Two Shirts, you can. I want to hear your thoughts. Ooh, ooh. Interesting takes. Uh, that's all I'm going to start with. Obviously, for the make it quick, Suns get an A+. Plus. I mean, simple as that. You got Kevin Durant. Arguably, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, the best player in the world. So, some, I mean, some people think it's Giannis, but, you know, you know, any day, you know, when healthy, he's definitely one of the best. You add him, you know, to a team that we thought the window was closed. You know, they have CP3, Booker, and, and A, and we knew maybe they're one piece away. That one piece is a superstar player who just joined them. Obviously, their bench depleted, but obviously they're going to get some players on the buyout market. But when you have Kevin Durant, and basically Kevin Durant's in the perfect situation. This is what he just wants to hoop. And there was too much drama in Brooklyn. So this kind of situation fits in perfectly. Um, you know, what do you need in a team? You need two star players, right? You got a superstar in Kevin Durant. You got a superstar in Devin Booker. You need a guy who can play make, you know, facilitate the offense. CP3 is the best at it. You need a dec- a good big man, DeAndre Ayton. You need a good coach. You got Monty Williams. I mean, this team is set up for KD to come in and win a championship. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure for Phoenix to win it all this season. A lot of pressure. For the Nets, I don't know about the F. I don't know about the sell the team baloney that you guys are going Oh, come on. Come on. Come I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Stop go, it. Stop <laughs> it. Hey, boy, Josai got him on payroll, bro. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. hey I hey, think you've been talking to Brandon too much, man. You got to let it go. Hey, Brandon got his own issues with Ben Simmons. I've got my own, you know, thing here. But I just want to say, you know, for me, let me let me speak and then you guys can violate me because obviously we got two thirds of the people here that are in favor of Joe Sy and, and Sean Marks to be gone from the, the New Jersey Nets or whatever. But for me, I give the Nets a C. I mean, this is not a terrible trade. I think with the Nets for personally after the Kyrie wow. Irving trade, whether like how the Kyrie Irving trade was handled, personally me, I'm not saying what they did, but personally me, I might have been forced to give him the contract extension because 
at the end of the day, if Kyrie was the person that could have kept KD here, I would have done it because you had you were the second seed. You definitely had a chance to win a championship. I don't like the championship stipulation that they did, but I do think, you know... See, there I'm with you. There I'm with you. Yes, but, I agree that the championship one was baloney, like you said. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that, but if you want to give a contract, maybe give a three-year deal. I know it was a hesitation, but championship stipulation is a little disrespectful. Um, I don't think you should be doing that, so I don't agree with that kind of move. I do think maybe you give them a, him a three-year deal and be like, okay, we match you up with KD. You make KD happy because KD and Kyrie are tired. And you saw the domino effect once Kyrie was gone. I mean, a few days later, mm -hmm. we didn't expect this, but KD's gone too. So I would have kept probably Kyrie, even though you might be hesitant to give him that long-term deal. But you got to understand to win, man. You got to do – you had to do it. And uh, they obviously decided not to do it, made the trade. They were, I think, at this point just sick of the drama. They moved – they moved, made the move. Um and then obviously, what I think for the Nets, they knew is that people say that it was inevitable in a sense that I think I was hearing all over ESPN that they knew that if, if it wasn't now, it was going to be in the summer, that the Nets were probably going to move forward because even though the team was great, they was not better than Philly currently destructed. They was not better than Boston. They was not better than Milwaukee. There's Cavs who have a lot of stars there. So it was a lot of great teams that had a lot of star power. And um, you could even argue the Knicks maybe were better than them. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, Obviously, Kevin Durant is a superstar, but, you know, I I just think the Nets knew it was kind of the end, and I think it was a, maybe the right move at that moment. Like I said, they should have kept Kyrie, but they didn't. So I give them a C. Obviously, Mikhail Bridges is a great player, um, great defender. I think he's going to fit in well. Cam Johnson, they got a lot of picks. Um, so I think Can't forget gonna, about the stud Cam Thomas, man. What a player. Cam, Yeah, meaning they got Cam Johnson, but they, they have Cam Cam Thomas as well. Uh, but... I think yeah. I think for me the Nets get a they get a solid C. But obviously the only issue I have is that what happened that they did it so quick. I think for them they did right by Katie because Katie did right by them. He was a hooper. He oh showed here up we go. He was, he was a hooper. Here he showed up. Go. He showed up when it mattered. He no, not when it mattered. He always showed up to work. He never had any issues. Only time he missed games when he was injured. But he was a professional there, and I think he deserved for him to go to the team that he deserved. But at the end of the day. When you make a trade for Kevin Durant, I was I'm not here to disrespect Mikael Bridge or Cam Johnson. I'm surprised you don't get a Jalen Brown, some sort of star caliber player. That's what the only thing that surprised me because they didn't really get one. If we considering Ben Simmons a star, then that's the only thing they got left right there in that franchise. So yeah, but I think it was the inevitable. Once they traded Kyrie Irving, it was kind of clear that if it wasn't now in the summer, it was gonna happen. And I don't really like you look at uh, Sean Marks. Obviously, we're actually gonna get into this soon when we talk about it later. So I'm gonna save this for a little later, but I don't really think about, I think Sean Marks did an incredible job with them. Joe Sy, I don't know, you know, obviously, but personally, I think Sean Marks did a great job. He built around KD Kyrie very good. He got them hard in all these pieces, but we're going to get into this a little later. I don't think what, he did a terrible job, though, but we're going to get into Joe it later. What Joe Sy did was go into a deli, give the clerk a dollar, and got back 10 cents. <laughs> this That's guy, what he man. did. In my opinion, uh, we're, we're, we're going to get into this more soon because we're going to talk about this Brooklyn Nets being a big three failure very soon. But in the meantime, Josh, let, let us get into topic two. Oh, uh, hold on. Before we move on, before we move mm -hmm. on, Josh, I have a quick question for you, man. Uh, oh, man. Just quick thoughts, man. What do you think about what do you think about KD and this whole pressure situation? Just a quick, quick thoughts. What do you think? Is he forced to win a championship with the Suns or no? I mean, that's the goal. I mean, the team already without him already went to the finals, so. If they don't get back there, I mean, questions have to be asked. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of pressure for him to win because the roster is pretty much, like, exactly what he needs. He has the star power. Everything is set. He's Perfect the missing play. piece. Yep. He's the missing piece. And if this team does not get to the finals, I mean, yeah, like, it will be, it'll be a big embarrassment. All right. That's all I want to know. Let's move on.
So next, topic two, WWE. So what are you guys' thoughts on the WWE Bloodline storylines? How would you like it to play out? So you want to go first, Danny? Man, WrestleMania season, man. My favorite season of all. No, I'll let you go first, man. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts about the Bloodline because I know me and you have different thoughts. And having, yeah. you know, Being different yeah. fans, I'm an AEW yeah. fan, you're a WWE fan. <laughs> But for me personally, when I looked at the storyline, obviously, I think this was one of the best storytelling of 2022 going into 2023 as well. I mean, you look at this kind of Sami Zayn joined the bloodline and it was kind of supposed to be seen as a comedy act. Then it worked. The fans bought into it. He joined the bloodline. And then eventually at the Rumble, instead of Roman Reigns being the one to attack the force, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns kind of, uh, in a sense, kind of made him angry and frustrated. That kind of led to him uh, attacking with the chair. Same as the shield thing with Seth Rollins. Super cool. That kind of same kind of thing happened. And he turned on him, and now they're facing at the Elimination Chamber. I think Sami Zayn's kind of run deserves a championship with now Cody Rose coming back, which he deserves to win the Royal Rumble and also be a champion. They're in like a tough dilemma in a sense because a lot of people want to see Sami win as well as Cody. And obviously what it looks like is going to happen is Roman and Cody's going to happen. And Sami Zayn looks like it's going to lose at the Elimination Chamber at his hometown. But I wish, how would I like to play out? I think there's multiple options. For me, the first preferred option would, if they split the titles, night one, maybe Sammy faces Roman, and night two, maybe Cody versus Roman. The other option would be a triple threat match, but obviously only one can win, but that's a little less. Or another option I heard is most likely is Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens facing the Usos for the tag team champions, but I'm not too sure. But I really like if they split the titles, but it clearly looks like maybe Sammy Zayn will go for the tag team championships. That's what it's looking like. Man, first of all, man, what a storyline, man. This is why I fell in love with wrestling in the first place, man. This is one of the, this is arguably one of the best storylines in history. The only way I see it played out is like you said, man. Sammy needs to win that title. He needs it. Cody, then again, I honestly see this playing out like above, past WrestleMania because there's so, this storyline is so complex. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many yeah. elements to it, bro. Yeah, Jay Uso, too. We're yeah, waiting yeah. for Jay Uso to turn on Roman. What about Jimmy and Jay? Like, how you know, their brothers, are they going to, like, if, if Jimmy does turn, is he going to stand with him? Is he going to stand with his tribal chief? And then we have the wild card, Solo Sokoa. Like, we don't know what's going on with him, but he's a star in the making as well. So, honestly, I see it going, like, Cody wins the title at Mania. Sammy, sadly, wins the tag team titles. And maybe Sammy gets a run at it at SummerSlam, hopefully. I wouldn't even be mad if Jay even wins the title at SummerSlam. But, mm. man, this is, what a storyline this has been, honestly. But, yeah, that's how I see it playing it out. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So, let's move on to topic three. This is going to be exciting. We got the predictions for the Champion League round of 16. Let's start off with the first one, Leipzig versus Man City. Uh, Yeah, I think this is going to be a good game. I mean... We all know the team that Man City is, you know, stacked. But, you know, they've been going through some issues right now off the field as well. I mean, they did get rid of Cancelo, but there's been some issues financially, we heard. But I guess we'll get into that later. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like they have the talent to get past this team, even though Leipzig is no, like, like they're not a slouch team. You know, they have some talent on the they're roster. They're Yeah, they got Timo Werner. They got Sabazlai as well. I mean, I feel like it's a good team, but I feel like, you know, Man City will just have the edge. You know, they have too much talent on the roster to, to lose this, I think. Yeah, Josh, I got to go with you on that one, man. Any team that has Holland up front, man, I don't see them losing. I got Man City winning. Got you. Got you. Next matchup. I hope to say this. Uh, 
Name right, Club Borrego versus Benfica. <laughs> Club Bruges. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like Bruges. Bruges is a good team. You know, they do get a player I like in Noah Lang. I feel like he's really good. He may have some issues off the pitch, but, like, you know, that that's what a lot of star players, you know. But I feel like Benfica, you know, they're a great team, even though they did just, you know, sell Enzo Fernandez. I feel like they have a lot of talent on this on this roster, and I feel like Benfica will, you know, beat them. Yeah, I'm going to be a little biased here, man. Um, I've always been a Benfica fan. They always produce young studs all around the world. Like you said, they just sold Enzo Fernandez. But they still have a young, nice young core. Sure. I don't, I don't see a way Bruges beats them. Benfica just has that history behind them too. They're a great, solid Portuguese team, and I don't see them losing. So I got them, I got them advanced too. So let's go to the next matchup: Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Me, I'm picking Real Madrid, man. Liverpool has been on the downside <laughs> right now. I mean, I mean I know. Liverpool's on the downside right now. I mean, Real Madrid. I mean. They are second in the league right now in their league, La Liga. So I feel like, you know, Real Madrid has a talent, as is Liverpool, but it's not clicking for Liverpool right now. And I don't think it's going to start clicking when they play one of the top teams in, in the world right now. So I feel like Real Madrid will have this pretty, not comfortably, but I feel like they'll have this, like, in the bag. Man, I got Real Madrid beating Liverpool 7-0, maybe even 9-0. <laughs> Man, it has not been clicking for Liverpool this season, man. Their stud, who was supposed to be a stud, what was the name? Um, oh, Darwin Nunes? Yeah. Man, he can't even hit yeah, he's not good, 40 feet. Oh, my God. This is – I don't know, man. Don't, you, can't, you can't go up against Real Madrid, especially in the Champions League. Yeah, they're yeah. second in La Liga, but, you know, Barcelona's the best, obviously. But um, you can't go against Real Madrid in the Champions League, so especially if it's Liverpool in the front. But – like, again, this, it is a Champions League, so you never know. But I do see Real Madrid going through Liverpool easily 9-0. My goodness, dang. All right, so the next matchup, I apologize if I say these names wrong. Milan versus Tottenham? Tottenham. Tottenham. Sorry. The Spurs. <laughs> yeah, so me, I'm picking Milan easily. I mean, I might be a bit biased as an Arsenal fan, but to me, like, Tottenham is going to get cooked here. I mean, Lloris is out. I heard um their manager is also out. He has some he has some health issues as well. Hope he gets better with that. But to me, Milan is a stacked mm-hmm. team. I mean, Tottenham to me is not ready. Uh, sure they got a good roster, but like Milan's team is literally like literally stacked from top to bottom. They got Tenali, they got Bram Diaz. Like it's just one of those teams where like <laughs> I feel like they 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 could make a surprise run this year. In my opinion, like they're stacked. Tottenham to me, no no competition honestly, and and, and they will be out. Wow, Josh. I guess this is where we defer. I got Tottenham beating Milan. Yeah, yeah, the Spurs have their issues, but when you have a striker like Harry Kane, that's true. Yeah, I can't count them out, man. And especially Hyung uh, Min Sun. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, he's such yeah. a good player, man. I, yeah, Yuri's uh, out is gonna hurt, but I don't know, man. I can't. Yeah, Harry Kane misses a lot, but I don't know. I can't go against. I, I can't go against the Spurs. I got Tottenham beating. Maybe 1-0. I, I don't see much goals in this contest. But I do see I do see uh, Tottenham advancing. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to the next one. Again, I apologize if I said these names wrong. Frankfurt versus Napoleo. My kind of pronouncing these type of these teams is, is off. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. 
Uh, this to me will be. I think it'll be a really good game. I mean, you know, Napoli. They have a decent roster. Napoli, as well. okay. I mean, <laughs> they got Herman Lozano. They got Kavarts Karelia. They have and Dumbele. I think he's really good. Twenty. I will see him. Azimin. I I don't know how to pronounce his name, but you know what I mean. I think he's a pretty good player too. Like I feel like they have a pretty good roster, a pretty offensive minded team, and it's it's really good. I mean, I mean Frankfurt. They're solid too. They do have um Colin Colin who I think is a good player. We we saw what he did for France in the World Cup. But I will be saying Napoli has the win here. Yeah, I'm, I might be a little biased because you know you have Irving Lozano on Napoli. But okay. have you, uh, Josh? Have you seen uh, Giovanni Simeone play recently? Oh my nah, goodness! He's, he's oh good. my, he's really good, and he's son of uh, Atletico Madrid coach. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have so much talent in front, you have him, you have Matteo Politano, you have Lozano, who's always a wild card. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's up and down, but. He'll get it. He, just the pace. I got I got Napoli winning easily, man. Hmm. So next next matchup, Dortmund versus Chelsea. Um I'm gonna go with Chelsea here. I mean, I know that they're not doing too good in the league right now, but they've spent I think two hundred million in the window and they've added a ton of talent. I mean, like that's the least I could say. I mean, some of the names, I mean, Matawiki, Fafana. They signed Jao Felix on loan, which I think was I think was a steal. I don't know how they even pulled that off. I mean, they signed steal. I, I don't know. I don't know how they got Jao Felix Fernandez, on loan. I mean, like they signed tons of talent. I feel like they're ready to. I feel like they're prepping for for next season because I don't know if they can put together this season. But I feel like essentially this season is being used preseason. I feel like they didn't. Didn't off they? Uh, sorry for cutting you off. Didn't they like give a lot of money? People criticize about how much money these uh, players got. Yeah, that's true. Down. I mean, there were some questions about financial fair play, but I feel mm-hmm. like what they're doing is. Like, I've heard that, like, they're stretching the contracts really far. So, I feel like one player even got, like, a seven-year deal. And that's not that common. So, I feel like mm. they're trying to break up the, the payment so it's, like, so they fit into, like, the, the regulations, you know? Which I think is it's it's fair, but it's kind of like, you know, if that's if, if that's what you got to do to stay in the yeah. in the financial bracket, like, Enzo, is, Enzo is it worth it? Had a, had a good World Cup, too. You know, they won that's the World true. Cup. So, and and yeah. Joao Felix with Portugal, they had a decent run, so. Yeah, and Dortmund, they're a good team. I mean, they to me, they're one of the best academies. Not academies, but like best like development because they, they develop a lot of good young players. They got Jude Bellingham. They have Julian Brandt. They have Hummels as well. I mean, they have a lot of good players on the team, but I feel like Chelsea will just come away with the win this time. Hmm. Okay. Maybe, like again, maybe it's my bias, but I don't, I, I don't see Chelsea doing much in this Champions League, even with all their flesh. Maybe they'll do better, they'll piece it together and do well next season, but I think this season they're just gonna throw it in the toilet because yeah. I don't know, man. It, they're just not playing good football. I don't know if you've seen their game recently. Joel Felix, yeah, his first game coming, we're playing as Chelsea. He got a red card. Like the midfield is just not creating any <laughs> chances at all. Like you know, it's just I just think Dortmund has enough, and you know, there's always like one or two surprises in the Champions League. So I think Dortmund could be that team. Yeah. So let's go on to the next one: Inter versus Porto. Um, I feel like this would be another good game. I mean, you know, <laughs> Inter, you know, Lukaku leading the line. They got some godly. <laughs> they got some Who's solid favorite players, player? <laughs> player, bro. They got some solid players on the roster. I mean, they play good as well. They got Mkhitaryan, but I feel like Porto was also good. They shouldn't be slept on, you know, like they got some talent on the roster as well. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Inter, Inter will take this. I don't know. Do what are you thinking? Uh, I, I gotta disagree with you there, man. I gotta, I gotta take Porto, man. Porto's always such a solid team, man. I, don't, I just see them winning. I got, 
they've got a lot of young stars, and I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust, I don't trust the Inter at all, especially when you have, you know, two short favorite player Lukaku in front when he misses clear <laughs> chances all the time. How horrible World Cup from him! So I think he continues that streak, and Porto get it done. Okay, uh, let's move on to the the last matchup in the first leg of the round of sixteen. We got PSG versus Bayern. Um, I think this would be a great, this is a good one, a great like game to watch. I mean, I did hear that Mbappe like might not make the first leg, so that could oh yeah, that's have true. As yeah, well. he is hurt right now. And Messi also just picked up an injury as well, correct? Yeah. So I mean, oh yeah, that, oh, oh. that's not looking too good for them. Ooh. Two of their most important players, in my opinion. I mean, we know what Bayern has full of talent on the roster. They did just pick up Cancelo from Man City, which I think was a steal of a signing. I don't know what even happened there. I heard it was a bust up in training or something like that. But who knows? I mean, we know that Bayern is stacked. Like, the team they have is just amazing, as is PSG. I mean, I feel like both of these teams, like, this could be a final matchup. But you know how it goes. And I don't know. I mean, we've seen PSG, like, flame out before in the in, in the Champions League. I mean, honestly, I can't say that I see them winning it this year again. I mean, I feel like they're good, but something always goes wrong. So I'm just going to pick Bayern this time. Yeah, I got I to gotta agree with you on that one. Coming as a Messi fan, I got to go with you on that one. I don't know what it is, Josh. I don't know. Every time Messi plays against uh, Bayern, mm-hmm. Bayern always seems to destroy <laughs> Messi's team. I've seen yeah. this countless times as a Barcelona fan. Every time we see that badge, it's like 8-2, 7-1. Like, oh, my yeah. goodness. But don't, don't you I, I, heard, a- I heard he's not going to play, so mm-hmm. PSG's a talented team, but with just Neymar, I don't see it happening. Plus, I don't know if you've seen. I don't we know how to talk to him, but I know his first name is like Jamal Musiala. I think his oh, name yeah, is. Oh yeah, he's man, he's good. a stud. I, uh, uh, he he should have got more playing. He him can never count on Mueller. Then then that backline, that backline is scary, man. You got Delic, Pavard, Cancelo, yeah. and Alfonso Davis. I just don't see how PSG get it done. To so be honest, with you, you don't think PSG can maybe let's say in the first leg they lose due to injuries, or maybe the second leg they could still win it or. Think Bayern has this. Well, you will if Mbappe comes back. But... Yeah, let's say their two guys come back. Do you still think they have a chance to maybe win it, or you think Bayern got this? I just think Bayern's too solid of a team. I don't know. And I heard, you know, it's just rumors, but I heard Mbappe, Neymar don't really have that much good relationship. Yep. We don't know how that chemistry. You can never count out Bayern. They're such this a might, solid team and that a... German discipline. It's yeah. just, I don't see them. I don't see them losing. If they lose, this could be a huge failure for sure. I mean, not for Messi because, you know, he's the greatest of all time. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. Meaning <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in general, just as a team success, you know, he came there with these kind of stars, you know. But, yeah, Yo, Tushar, yeah. aren't you missing one um, one team from the Champions League? Al Nassar? <laughs> oh, that is tough. Oh, dang. Now, see, I was actually all looking jokes, at the list Josh, like, I, like I was missing a team. <laughs> all jokes, Josh. All jokes. Yeah. <laughs> This guy's—he's a funny guy. All right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, next part of this topic. So, what is your reactions to the Premier League transfer window? Um, to me, I mean, story of the window was Chelsea. I mean, they broke the transfer. They broke the Premier League transfer record with signing of Enzo Fernandez for one hundred and thirty-two million. They also signed Mujic for one hundred million. So, I feel like they're just like running the money right now. Like, they're they're going for everything they can. I mean, they're spending literally money on money. I mean, there's also there was also some other good signings as well. But I feel like Chelsea. Is, is literally the, the name when it comes to the window. I mean, Arsenal, we did pick up some decent players. Um, we did sign um, from Brighton. Trossard, I think he's a solid pickup. 
We we did also sign a defender. I mean, I feel like they'll add some depth. But yeah, I feel like Chelsea is <laughs> literally it. They spent literally crazy amounts. I don't even think I think like like Danny said, it's it's, it's for next season. I feel like they already wrote off the season. And it's just yeah, insane to me that I, mm-hmm. that even was a thing, bro. So much money spent, man. Man, I mean, obviously for the transfer window, I got nothing much to see because my team, Man United, man, I don't, they, you know, they made a couple of signings here and there, but nothing cool that would push them over the top. It was, like Josh said, it was mostly Chelsea, man. They signed that, they signed that uh, Ukrainian, the Ukrainian forward, correct? Um, yeah, yeah, Mujic, okay. yeah. Yeah. Solid pickup. I don't know how he's going to work out because I'm telling you, I think Chelsea's problems in the midfield. And Enzo exactly. Fernandez, Enzo Fernandez is definitely the guy to fix that, but... Mm. You, I don't know, man. You gotta have more productivity, man. It's like Enzo Fernandez is definitely gonna, like I said, change the mindset in the Chelsea midfield. But that's basically the story, man. But we'll see what happens. Um, Arsenal is definitely gonna win the league this year. <laughs> and guys, uh, right next to the next question, do you think Arsenal can hold on to win their the league? No doubt in my mind, Josh. Yeah. I, <laughs> man, could we, yep. Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, not going to lie, I, like, I always had that in the back of my mind that we were going to mess something up. But, you know, and we did just lose Everton. But with this news coming out about Man City, about the financial fair play, possible point reduction, I mean, I feel like it's as good as locked because the way we're playing right now, we're playing consistent, we're playing good. Yes, the Everton loss wasn't a good game, but I feel like we'll bounce back from that. Man City, they did just lose to Tottenham, which, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's tough. But, you know, like, things like that happen. But I feel like, the way that we're playing right now under the manager, we will win the league. I feel confident now. I didn't for a long time, but now I'm feeling it. I don't know. I feel good right now. Honestly, this, this could change, but right now, I'm feeling we got it unlocked. Nah, yeah, you guys got it unlocked. Man City with all these like possible offenses they're going to face and possibly possibly even exhaustion from the Premier League. We don't know. We got to see what happens, but yeah. Man City just lost Tottenham. Like, come on. You guys are five points clear of the lead with one game less played than Man City. Let's say Man City gets a point reduction. All right. You guys are scared of Man United, and I'm a Man United fan. <laughs> we just tied to lead. We were down 2-0. Yeah, we came back 2-0. I mean, I don't really see United really challenging Arsenal, but even that, we're, we played two more games than you guys, and we're seven points back. So, yeah. Congratulations, Josh. I think you guys got it. <laughs> you guys will be seeing the champions. You guys will be seeing the champions next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, next topic four. The Lakers hosted OKC on February 8th, 2023. And LeBron has done it with a 15-foot fallaway shot in the final seconds of the third quarter. LeBron has passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the NBA all-time leading scorer. He needed 36, finished with 38. And, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, do you want me to go first? Because I know we have different takes on this, yeah, too. Yeah, I don't first, know. First, first, I'll just say, obviously, we got this source from CBS. But, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Man, what else can you say about LeBron, man? I literally was watching this, almost had tears in my eyes. Watching how much pressure LeBron came in the league with, yeah. with all this chosen one stuff. Mm-hmm, Every, he was 18 coming into the league with this amount of pressure and look yeah. what he has done with it this is why like in my opinion like i don't like we're gonna get into it but obviously but man when he hit that shot and all that celebration you see the tears in his eyes i think you can't doubt it anymore man we are seeing the greatest player of our time live 
this is my opinion, but I don't know what Tusha is going to think. I mean, just to generally talk about the thoughts, I mean, for a guy, again, uh, Danny's right, came with a lot of pressure in the league, and he's exceeded all the expectations. Um, a guy who is a pass-first guy who just he became the all-time leading scorer. I mean, this is a – I mean, he's – if you talk about a whole, just his career, just longevity, he's had the best that you could ever have. Number one in points, top five in assists he's going to retire in. I mean, this guy's had a legendary career, and, and to actually watch it on TV uh, – um, and actually, Danny's. Well, I was on the phone with Danny, and my TV was behind. So I'm telling him, like, yo, I'm going to call him back because I'm like, yo, I don't want the moment to be ruined. No no knock on Danny. I just want to see it live without being like, Danny being like, yo, yo, he did it. Like, I just want to see it live. And the shot, the fadeaway. He was so was funny, just... Josh. His was, I was like, he's two points away. Trisha was like, he's still six points away. What are you talking about? <laughs> my TV was behind. Like, for real. So I was just like, yo, I have to, like, you know, like, I just wanted to hang up, and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to call him back. No disrespect, but yeah. So then, but in general, you know, this is a, a awesome ach- uh, achievement. It's like, the way, I like the way the NBA stopped the game, celebrated, his family came out. It was a deserving moment. Happy to see Kareem there with LeBron. And, you know, everybody was there, all the celebrities were big thing, and I'm, I'm happy he got his moment. But, you know, obviously with the discussion of the greatest of all time, me and Josh have never said, you know, who we think the GOAT is. These discussions go on forever, but the one thing I will uh, talk about is that if you – have thought that MJ was the GOAT before this, your opinion has not changed. If you thought LeBron was the GOAT before this, yeah, your opinion has not changed. So the people who think MJ is Good the point. GOAT still or LeBron, their opinion has not changed most likely. I don't think this would have shifted it in a lot of people's opinions. But yeah, I mean, this is um, whatever you think, regardless, LeBron's one, Michael's two, Michael's one, LeBron's two. It's clearly these guys are the top two greatest players of all time. I'll keep it as that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is a feat. I mean, I don't think we'll ever see this again, honestly. Generational talent from since the day he stepped on the court at 18. And I feel like, like you guys said, lived, lived up to every expectation. And this is a player, mind you, who's not even known for his scoring. When people think of the greatest scores of all time, I don't think he's on the list. He's a pass-first player. He's a player. Good point. Good and point. he's here. So imagine if he was focused on scoring, how high he would be. I mean, this just shows his greatness. I mean, yeah. arguably, he's the greatest player of all time. Top two, definitely. And, and with low no management, debate. this record ain't never being broken. Honestly, especially. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think Kawhi Leonard has a shot. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> his longevity, I mean, that, that's special in itself. I mean, I feel like he, he is one of the greatest. Oh, he is the greatest player I've ever seen in my life, Danny honestly. Week, but yeah, he is all time. I mean, there's always a debate for that. And like Tushar said, I mean, I feel like your mind's already made up and this won't change it, honestly. There Whatever may be some people it. who who have changed their mind because of this, but I feel like it's a slim few because yeah. I feel like, you know, like like he said, kind of like your mind was already made up. And yeah, I, I mean, like now if you have LeBron ranked, you know, like eighth or ninth, okay, maybe there's some, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. that's a problem. But some people have, you know, Kobe, there's some preferences some people just believe. True, but yeah. obviously, but, I look at Michael and, and LeBron as the clear top two guys. I think Kareem, you know, doesn't get the love he deserves. He's clearly top three for me. But, um, yeah, it was just an awesome... Mm, like, yeah. I don't know if you guys, like, have, like, soaking in the magnitude of this moment, guys. Yeah, like, it's a yeah. special moment. This is, this is like, we will, be, we will be telling our grandchildren about the right. day we witnessed LeBron break that record. Yeah. Like, and what, what, what could it be? The, this is untouchable. In L.A., you know, the person yeah. who did it was in L.A., does it in L.A. What an awesome achievement. Yeah. And they're handing over the ball, too, man. <laughs> Uh, one quick note I wanted to think I remembered. Uh, did you guys see that clip of AD sitting down while everybody was celebrating? I don't know if you guys like. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. It's a, well, it's was a big story the, or not? Yeah, it was kind of a big story, but then like 
you know, like then I was seeing into that, that it seems like he was upset. And I was hearing that even during the halftime, there was problems with Russ and Darvinham. They were going at it. So everything was just, even though this was a, gr- this was a great moment, this was, should have been yeah. our focus. It looks like there was some turmoil in the locker room. Yeah. Looks like it's Russ strikes again. Can't wait to see that in the Clippers locker room. <laughs> oh my goodness! Come on, let's not disrespect the guy that much. But let's, uh, yeah, Josh. Man. Let's move on to the next part. We were gonna. I yeah, think it was so, an interesting thing we're about to talk. Sad, about. sad to spoil the moment, but OKC did win the game, one hundred thirty-three to one thirty. Shy led the way with thirty points and eight assists. So, were you surprised that OKC beat the Lakers on LeBron's historic night, Danny? Super surprised. I, I thought, you know, LeBron breaking the record would put him a little fuel into the Lakers. I even live betted the Lakers down when, when they were down. Now, like maybe like plus 200. I put like $50 on because I was like, there's no way they're losing on LeBron's historic night. But, man, Shy is just one heck of a player, man. You got to give him his props. He, he's, I, I'm, I was shocked. I'm not going to lie to you. I was shocked. But the Thunder are a great team. They're here to stay. Imagine this. They're doing this without Chet Holmgren. Like, that's true, yeah. This is amazing. But then again, you know, this is Lakers with all the turmoil. And then I know Russ was mad because he was in trade talks. And no, I mean, I usually never knock on LeBron, but I mean, unfortunately, he was in trade talks every, like every day. But yeah. I really, um, it's like, I don't know what LeBron was thinking with that interview talking about, like, man, I really wish we had Kyrie. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Knowing, yeah, I don't know, like, like you know, bottom line is he's going to do that. And clearly he he kind of, like, you know, even when the season ended, he was like, they asked me, oh, what player you want to play? He says, Steph. Like, these kind of things, like, I understand <laughs> that, but I think to come out publicly and say, I, I don't know. It's like Josh going to, like, ESPN and saying, man, I wish I had a better co-host than Tushar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're saying that while Westbrook is really on the roster, on the contract. I think, yeah, it's a little, I think it's great that the trade happened because this is a, and I heard that even if the trade didn't happen, that, I think the Lakers would have sent him home. Like, it was getting to that point. So Yeah, I think it was just Westbrook, man. Uh, hopefully, we'll see the Lakers reverse, like, you know, with all this the trade. But And we all know Westbrook's still a great player. I think this was just a terrible fit. And, again, he became the, the scapegoat, him and Frank Vogel. So, uh, it's an interesting thing. But, let's, yeah, to go back onto the historic night thing, I was, I mean, yeah, I was stunned that the, the Thunder came in and win. I mean, you think the Lakers would win. And the Lakers, you know, guys, the players on the roster would be like, okay, let's at least win the game today. They said, nah, yeah. OKC just came in shooting lights out from three, <laughs> shy doing whatever he wanted. I mean, this was an OKC team. Shout out to them. They don't, you know, they don't, you know, as much as, you know, the national games we'd be watching, you know, they would they'd never be on it, right? So, obviously, it's, it's nice to see them on that stage. And it was actually a big game for them to come in and, and knowing that, yes, this is a big moment, obviously, with LeBron, and it's a huge moment. It should be celebrated. Like, we're here to do something. We're trying to win a game. And they didn't let that phase them, and they kind of took that as motivation, and they came out with a win. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, uh, this is actually not that surprising to me. I mean, people, people forget that, wow. that the Lakers wow. are actually one of the worst teams in basketball. Mm. Last time I checked, wow. this is a 13-12 seed matchup. I mean, I don't know what people were expecting. I mean, we know that the Lakers have talent. But, but we know the West playing, is tight, too. Like, they're three games I mean, behind yeah, that's they true, jump but, up, too. But, but the yeah. way that they've been playing, I mean, I'm not really surprised. I mean, yeah. we've seen what Shai can do. We've seen the Lakers have struggled recently. But, I mean, I'm not too surprised. Obviously, I did think that, you know, LeBron's night would give them the boost. But it didn't work, I mean. And, I mean, I'm not too surprised at this. I mean, I did think, you know... <laughs> That LeBron event would have given them the boost to, you know, grab the win, but it didn't happen. But not not too surprising for me, honestly. Hmm. That that's surprising to hear, Josh, because um I had I had a couple of friends that went over there that was at Ashley at you know, they were at the Raptors, but um yeah. man, they said the atmosphere was crazy. It's like 
there was something in the air, like wow, mm-hmm. like you know. Yeah, and they said like it felt like a playoff game. I've been hearing. And it, yeah, like I don't know. It was just. I mean, I mean, you you are right though. The Lakers are one of the worst teams. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make the playoffs. To be honest, well, now well, the now their team is not. better though. But yeah. yeah. But, yeah, maybe you're right, Josh. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised, but then, you know, the King. We, we can't doubt the King on a historic night. I thought he was sure. going to make even make 50 points, and where would the Lakers will win? I'm surprised he did it in the third quarter. He did it so quick. I thought it was going to be in the fourth. did it in the third. Got 38 right in third. All right, so let's move on to topic number five. This is the big thing. The Nets' big three, James, Katie, and Kyrie, has come to an end. They've all been traded. Is this the biggest failure in NBA history? And who do you blame for the Nets disaster? Maybe give me like a percentage who gets most of the blame and all. That we we gotta let Josh start on this one. I can I cannot wait to hear his. Let, rant. Let's hear his take. Let's hear his take because Josh has oh, some Josh. interesting yeah, takes. Please have he's a the K- floor, man. Remember, remember oh. before he talks, he's a KD super fan who goes wherever KD goes. <laughs> but let him talk. Cat, <laughs> okay, let's let me, let's get to my take. Right. Let's so this. If this is about right, which I assume it is, right. This is about the entire net saga, right? Okay. So, discounting the injury season, I'm okay. going to go off of what happened after that. And for the most part, honestly, the blame ends and starts with Kyrie Irving, 100%. Sure. And not not 100% on him, but, wow. but he takes the majority of the blame. Give a percentage. Let's get a percentage. Okay, if I were to give a percent, I mean, I'm going to say KD, 0%. He did his job. He, okay. he, he always committed to the organization. I'm going to say, honestly... Kyrie, eighty-five percent. Wow. We're gonna have a debate about this. Wow. Because I feel like Kyrie. I mean, we know what he did with the vaccine situation, which is his, which is his decision, honestly. And so like, again, really, like, a lot of players didn't get vaccine probably He played so. for New York, but obviously that had effect on the team, and that led to James Harden's departure. That's him. That's fair. The other off the court issues, like you said, that did lead to lead, lead to James Harden leaving. So that is a big factor. All the other off-score issues which he had with the organization, which I think, I mean, that's stuff that's not kind of personal, so I'm not going to get into that. But I feel like it's on him for the most part. I feel like it breaking up is essentially about him. This contract dispute led to Katie leaving. So mm-hmm. two issues that directly resulted from Kyrie resulting two stars leaving, essentially all the stars leaving. The front office obviously takes some blame, but when it comes to the general overall take of it, I have to put the blame on Kyrie. Obviously, the management could have handled it better, but I feel like Kyrie has to take the load of blame. And is it the biggest failure in history? I mean, it's up there for sure, man. <laughs> it's up there for sure. I mean, no championships. I mean, the team didn't even get to a conference final. One getting playoff swept, win. Yep. Getting swept by the Celtics in the first round. I mean, in the first round. I mean, this this is honestly one of the failures for the ages. I mean, it is embarrassing. Like the team got blew up before they could even get started on honestly, 100 percent And this is up there. I'm not gonna say it's the biggest all time, but it's up there. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it again. Kyrie to me takes most of the blame. How much? So how much percent you get? Fifteen to the front office then? Yeah, and eighty-five okay. to Kyrie. Yeah. Okay. All right, Danny. You, you're. Let's hear your take. <laughs> man, I'm. Me, me and Josh have like some separate views right here, man. Interesting. Okay. Listen, KD zero percent. I, I I gotta give him ten percent of the blame at yeah, least. That's fair. Ten percent okay. of the blame. Well, he is the star of the franchise, but yes. He is the star of the franchise. So act like it. Be the leader of the team. They never That's had true, yeah. a team culture, man. This is what nobody ever talks about. Mm. Once again, with Shaq's take about being a, a bus driver or a bus rider. Mm-hmm. This was his chance to be a bus driver. And I think he blew it. He never once. I, I don't think he ever put once Kyrie in check. Like, yo, That's yo, bro, true, yeah. you know, That's come on. True. 
come on, man. Like, you know, do something. Yeah, that's actually a good he, point. He never did that. You I know? Take. I love this take. Maybe we can say yeah. KD failed as a leader, but like I said, you know, he did no, have... I think we could agree KD's not really considered like a leader. He's like Kawhi's. They're not really leaders. That's true, yeah. Um, he just I mean, who? He just always deferring to Kyrie though, like like at all times. Like he, he even went to he even went to Brooklyn because of Kyrie. Yeah, he would put Sweet Madison player. Square Garden. Hey, but thanks to the Knicks, they don't want this disaster over there. It would have been crazy <laughs> if it was in the Garden. It wouldn't stand. Come on, yeah. Susar, come on. Imagine <laughs> imagine this debacle happened in the Garden. Oh, it's clipped. It's clipped. We, yeah, we it's, it's not good news. It's not Knicks good news. Knicks fans would have never heard the end of it. This is why oh, yeah. they always they're Oh, this is why they're a disaster franchise. But now the Nets, I guess, get a slack because they were... I mean, we all know they're not even from New York. They're from New Jersey. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I got to give Kyrie... I'll give him... Okay, I'll give him 30% of the blame. I'm not going to lie to you. What? Yes. Only... <laughs> okay, okay yeah, I'm gonna he, let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead. He did start this whole thing, but like I don't know, just seeing him in Dallas that first game, and maybe I am jumping to conclusion recently biased. It's but one man, game. Just, <laughs> you saw him drop fifty against the, in his first game in Brooklyn. This is ridiculous. Like, right, you I'm said, sorry, let bro. me finish, bro. I'm that, cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Bro, Kyrie, man, when he can just ball, he can just yeah. ball. Supposedly he didn't feel too loved by management. You know, I get it. But once again, if, if he had management or Katie tell him, yo, just, just focus on playing ball, you know, leave all the – New York is a very hard city to play in. So you know the media is going to do – if management and KD was like, you know, just focus on basketball, we got a chance to do something special here. And they could have. They could have honestly won three rings. 100%. I think, yeah, yeah. but he doesn't get – he gets 30% of the blame. That's – okay. Management – management gets 60% of the oh, blame. Oh, my I mean, goodness. Fair. Joe You just said he got 15% of the blame. What you mean, fair? I mean, yeah, but he's explaining it, bro. Yo, <laughs> Joe uh, Sai uh, uh, right, should be banned from ever oh, owning an NBA team ever. That hey. I agree with. Oh, my goodness. That I actually agree with. I'm going to have to reorganize from my, <laughs> I'm going to let Danny talk because I'm about to go off, but I have to be respectful <laughs> and let him go. No, I can't wait to hear your take, man. But I honestly, like, they never put any... Solid, solid pieces around the big three, which is KD, James Harden. And- oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm reacting. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I won't say nothing. Like honestly, man, this is something that I don't know. This is what I feel, man. The management just wasn't there. He, I think the management failed KD. Management failed Kyrie and James Harden. That's my take, man. I don't know. I agree. And also, oh, I did hear Kyrie say that he's happy that Katie got out of there. So maybe there was some behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't know with the management. Oh, oh, I do believe it was incompetent, but, you know... Uh, he yeah, also let's... said that he led them He led them to the 14. <laughs> he did his job, but you didn't yeah, that remember that. Yeah, that was a bad that. take. Okay. Yeah, that was a bad but, take. But, but, Josh, come on, man. Uh, I don't I'm know. not disrespecting I, Kyrie. Do, do I'm just see... saying what he said. Kyrie looks. Do you did you see his first game in his press conference? He, he looks so. Balling, he man. looks. He looks so much. Ha- no, in his press yeah. conference, he looks happier. He looks refreshed. Yeah, he, he looked did, happy man. in his first game in he Brooklyn did, when he dropped fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like I said, to each other, maybe I'm wrong, but this is how I see it based right. on the recent. Season, is it but... my turn? Is it my turn? Because this, <laughs> I'm about to like. Is it my turn? 
Yeah, it's, it's your turn, right. Skip Two-Star. Right. <laughs> we about to start right now. Two all right, Bayless. first of all, Two-Star Bayless right here. <laughs> Kevin Durant. Well, Ke- he's a he's a, he's a a super fan of KD. So, anyways, Kevin Durant, I agree with Danny, gets 10% of the blame, even though I don't really want to blame him as much. But he is the superstar of the team. He's the franchise leader of the team. And this kind of blew up in front of him. He didn't ever kept Kyrie in check. But, again, Kevin Durant's the kind of guy he doesn't Sorry really- to interrupt you. I know I gave, you gave me time to talk, but just think about if LeBron was in KD's shoes, he would get more blame. That, I'm just saying 100%, that. 100%. Yeah, 100%. True, but the thing is, LeBron's a, he, he's a leader. We don't really look at KD as a leader. But regardless, true, true. Kevin Durant's the kind of guy he's not going to really tell Kyrie what to do. He said that multiple times, like, you know, with the vaccine. They always used to ask him about this. But for Kevin Durant still, he was the leader of the franchise. And and I feel like the franchise did everything they, they wanted him to do. He wanted Steve Nash, Kyrie, and KD said, we don't need a head coach or something like this. They still hired him. They wanted James Harden. They, they gave up their whole future to get James Harden. Then the next season, he obviously Kyrie not being vaccinated. James Harden went out. Katie said, make that, you know, make it happen. James Ben Simmons came in. Obviously he defended uh, Kyrie because in the, in the all-star thing, he basically didn't choose James Harden over what Rudy Gobert. And we know how Rudy Gobert is working out in Minnesota, but regardless we see, um, uh, so we see, uh, what do you call that? Yeah. So we see that didn't like then the, this season that he tries to request a trade that well, they got swept first. And then he tried to request a trade um, and it didn't, like, it didn't work out. They weren't going to trade him. Then they were playing good. The management, I thought, built a really good team. They had Royce O'Neal, Seth Curry, good shooters, good defenders, good center, Nick Claxton. Then, eventually, they have fired Steve Nash. And then, obviously, that didn't look make Joe Side look good because he eventually said, I'm going to support my my guys. And then he just kind of <laughs> fired Steve Nash. Joe Side uh, doing something bad. Uh, Interesting. But, <laughs> but regardless, regardless, they hired Jock Vaughn. And I thought Jock Vaughn did an incredible job. 25 and 8 under these two guys. They were playing phenomenal. Then, obviously, the contract dispute. Kyrie first gone. And then KD's gone. For Kyrie Irving, I got to give him, I would say, I see, I gave KD 10. I'm going to give Kyrie Irving, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go 75 percent of the blame. 75 is crazy. Yeah, wow. I think I think 75 because actually mm, you might be right. I'm gonna go 70. I'm gonna go 70 because that's still too high, man. Okay. I think you're putting weight. I mean, okay. you, I think you I, I think Kyrie. The reason I'm giving him 70. Bottom line is the reason why Katie's in Brooklyn is because of him. First, you know, it started his first season. The first season nobody really counted because Katie couldn't play. We know he was injured. The next season come, they made the trade for James Harden. Everything was working. The first thing that comes up, and again. You know, there's things that are more important than basketball, and Kyrie's done a lot of great things off the court. We always talk about the bad things about he's done a lot of great things off the court, donations and all that, seeing all of that kind of stuff. He's done a lot of great things, and and nobody gives him the credit for that. But personally, then, you know, he's he's gone for a month. He'd even tell his team that I'm gone, like at least inform the team, you know? And then they ask Steve Nash, and then he's like, I don't know where he is. They don't even know. And then he don't play for a month, find out he's in birthday parties and this and that. Then he gets suspended or something like that. Um, Then they play the season. And obviously, after that, there was really no distractions when he came back. They just got hurt, and then they ultimately couldn't win. Then third season, James Harden says, scary hours. It wasn't scary hours. It was trash hours because after that, you have – Oh, no, it definitely was scary hours, but, you know, (laughs) for them. Yeah, yeah. But then you have, you know, Kyrie um, going to – I mean, then James Harden don't want to be there because he knew something we didn't. Everybody criticized him in the beginning, but he looks like the hero now because James Harden left when he – at the right time. Then they get swept by Boston, doesn't look good. Then KD wants out, right? And then Kyrie eventually requests a trade later on. Like, I just feel like, you know, this puts a lot because I, f- I look at it as I don't think James leaves if maybe, you know, a situation plays out differently because I think James was just about winning and he felt like it was all over the place. Maybe management didn't put them in check. KD didn't clearly put him in check. So 
I think people look at that, but I feel like Kyrie has to take most of the blame because I feel like this franchise, the reason why James Harden got traded, I think was due to Kyrie Irving. I think the reason why, you know, this the, the franchise, you know, they got, you know, Katie. Katie wanted Kyrie as well. And then the management obviously is going to get 20% of the blame because bottom line is they make the final decisions. I mean, they do make the final calls. But I think this bottom line, it comes down to giving, and we've seen this now, to the players too much power to dictate your franchise because Katie yeah, and Kyrie had the keys to the Nets, and it blew up in their face. It blew up. This uh-huh. was one of the biggest failures in NBA history, a team that has won one playoff series. <laughs> and it's and it's clear Kevin Durant came from Golden State, but like, all right, this is my team. I'm happy here, this and that. And then three years later, he's out. So it was honestly ridiculous um, seeing this. And I just want to say something. I know you guys criticize Sean Mark and then Josh's take about Sean Mark's failed the failed the big three. I'm, let me get let me let me get started here. So first, first, let's go before they got KD Kyrie, right? First, I'm, I'm gonna go through the whole the whole thing. Sean Mark's in. He before he got KD Kyrie, they were a happy team. They had D'Lo, Karis, Levert, right? Fun team to watch, right? They got to the first round. They got bounced by Philly. Okay. Then what did Sean Mark's do in his first thing? The Knicks wanted KD Kyrie. Didn't happen. He went to Brooklyn. He did his job. He got two star players, right? Uh, and what he, he actually didn't do his job. It was okay. Kyrie. Let, let me was, finish you. You, yeah. you you did your speaking. Now you want to hear the list. Okay, all right. all right, all right. Because I got a lot to say. Because you said some crazy stuff. I'm not disrespectful, but you know what I'm saying. But then we got Katie Kyrie, right? They they go to uh they're in Brooklyn, right? In their first year, nobody really counted again because you know Katie's hurt. It comes the next season. They're playing okay basketball. They're seven and six, not too good. Steve Nash is the coach, which is again the coach that they wanted. And Kyrie went on the podcast on Katie said, We don't need a head coach. Am I right, Josh? I mean, they, they really didn't have one in Nash, so he was right. Okay, but but that's very what they true, said. They true. wanted Nash. That's what they did. Nash was in Golden State pick. with Kevin Durant. He wanted Nash. That's true. Okay. Again, I got understand management has the final say. Then they make the trade for James Harden, which clearly, if you go back in time, you would do it again and again. That's a good trade. Anybody would do that. That's fair. Then, what they do, obviously, they lost a lot of assets. What they do, they still had a lot of great players. They brought Jeff Green. They got Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge. They got, uh, I think they had some guy from Europe. I forgot. Mike James, I think. He was a good player. They had, Mike James. They had Joe <laughs> Harris. Joe had Joe Harris. They still had, they had Claxton there. Like, they had a lot of, I mean, I think Blake was there, too. But they had a lot of good players. Like, they build around. And they, they were unbeatable. Like, they were second in the East. They cooked Boston. They were up 2-0 against the Bucks. If they were all healthy, they probably would have sweeped the Bucks. And they were unbeatable of a team. They were 13-3 and when they all three played together. Third season comes. The vaccine situation on and off. Not, you know, too many different lineups. James Harden won out. The, the team was still built around very good because when they played, they were, again, unbeatable. They were 13-3 and when they played together. Then they get swept. Then the next season, I think even when KD requested a trade, what the Nets were still doing, knowing that, okay, we might have to trade him, but, like, we're still going to build around. They brought in Royce O'Neal. Obviously, Ben Simmons part of the James Harden trade. They have Seth Curry there. Still have Patty. Good shooting, good defending. Nick Claxton's there. They, they built a very good team around these superstars, and it's clear because they were 25-8 and eight when they got the right coach. They were playing good basketball. They were number two in the East. So I don't see how you could say that the that the general manager failed the team when they clearly build a good roster around them. It's not their fault. To be to win games, you need the stars to actually play basketball. That's, That's not what happened in Brooklyn. These three, two guys played 74 to games together in three and a half season. There's 82 games in a season. 
<laughs> this guy's going off. <laughs> Am I wrong, Josh? Like, I, mean, I don't look. You can say you're, you're what you want about Josh Jarvis, but he did not fail as a GM. He got the pieces to build around the team. It just blew up uh, in their face. Uh, Tusha, can you, can you, can you? What does GM stand for? Yeah, please define G- general manager. And what's the job of a GM, bro? To build a good team around his stars, which he did. Uh, I mean, it's his job to build a good team, but it's also his job to manage that team. Oh, and here we go. That is where he We don't feels, act like bro. stars don't have That's power fine. now as they, they dictate because they agree to stars. They see KD win two championships. They've seen Kyrie win one. Why don't listen to these guys? They've won it already. This franchise has won nothing. They have zero banners. <laughs> they got a play-in banner that was sent by KD and Kyrie to get swept by Boston. Sean Marks, bro. Like, Exceptional GM. I'm going to say is this, bro. If this was Pat Riley, bro, some of this, some of this nonsense will not be going but around. I, I'm not saying that. You're some GM. You're bringing up one GM. You're bringing up one GM. No, 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 no. You're bringing up. I'm bringing up the standard for a GM. This should be the standard. That is not all GMs are not like that. You gotta, you gotta put your foot down, bro. He never put. You his make foot down yourself at all so easy. Nah, that's cap. Come on, bro. No, I mean, yeah, it's it's not supposed to be easy. That's player management, bro. But the James Harden trade was good. Anybody would do it. That's no, a good trade. See, you, I think you're getting it twisted, but we're not saying he failed to because that big three will go down. He did a good job. It's the way he managed his players. Exactly. He gave his but players too control. much power. Okay. That's yeah. Point. Maybe that's maybe maybe that's a bigger topic we can get like into. Said, maybe about the player he, empowerment era. Yeah. But, yeah. But he definitely gave him. He can't control it. That's his job. He can't job. control the Kyrie Irving situation. Maybe his decision. Again, I'm not against his vaccination issue or not. But he decides not to get vaccinated. Or him not showing up without telling his his team. He doesn't show up for a month. At least inform the team. <laughs> he comes out and says, you know, I felt disrespected. Or I felt uh, I want to be celebrated, not tolerated. Like, you know, a lot of reasons this blew up is because of this guy. And I don't like to throw out like, the blame on him. Because yeah. he's a superstar talent. He's a special player. But... You, you, said, to, you said Sean Marks went up to Steve Nash and said, where's Kyrie, right? Isn't he the manager? Isn't he supposed to know where Kyrie is? But Kyrie, Kyrie didn't know. tell anybody. But, okay, so his job is to go find him and be like, yo, what are you doing? Come back and play I mean, ball. I'm pretty, like sure, they said they, I'm pretty sure they reached out to him and then he didn't respond. Like, what, what are they supposed to do? Like, there's a c- accountability in the front. Like, John Paul has been the listen. perfect coach. I, I love John Josh's John take about Pat Riley. Because he holds people accountable. Accountability matters. And obviously, maybe, yeah, accountability is... Wasn't hold properly, maybe, and I, that's why I put twenty percent on the blame. But to say he failed, I think he did a great job building the players. But that's to true. win games, you need stars to actually play. That's, that's it. Yeah, and I, mean, I think it's another thing to say. Like that's why you need some of these coaches to handle the egos, bro. That's true. Like bro. you said, Steve bro, Nash when, was when, not the perfect. None coach. of this was happening. But my when, bad. When Kyrie LeBron... and KD were running up plays because they play only with a head coach because they <laughs> didn't want saying. a coach. But none of this was happening when Kyrie was under LeBron. None of this was happening because I know LeBron was probably ruling with an iron fist, but he had Kyrie in check. But apparently, like, that, even bro. after they won the championship, like, he wanted, like, to leave. Like, apparently. I mean, like, there was yeah, some fr- friction. Thing, they said that he stayed away from his teammates, this and that, but they won a championship, so that's all that really yeah. matters. Maybe that's he's true. just one of those players that just doesn't like to be controlled, and, you know? Yeah. They, it, Anyways, this Nets was a disaster. And the bottom line is, as sad as this to say, Brooklyn... When they saw the Boston situation, I heard they did not want Kyrie Irving. The only reason they signed is because they wanted to land that number 35 who won two championships in Golden State. Oh, I didn't even answer the question, but honestly, I oh, yeah, It's the biggest failure in NBA history. 100%. This is the biggest yeah, yeah. failure in NBA history. Three top top 10 players in their prime, in their prime. Yeah. AD in his prime. Kyrie in his prime. James Harden in his prime. It's 
Man, you don't even have this a is a dynasty fan. that could have won multiple even championships. Have a, a finals appearance to show for that. It's, I just think it's sad. I feel it's like sad. that one year that they actually were like when Kyrie, everybody was playing. That was that one year there was like after Kyrie came back, when James Harden first arrived, they were actually playing, and injuries just derailed their season. Simple as that. And I, me and Josh went through this. We believed Nets would have won it all had they been healthy. But that's again a big what if because they weren't healthy, and you know James Harden was criticized, but the man played hurt. And, and I was one of them. I was one of them who criticized him. But after seeing what was going down in Brooklyn, man, I. It was a disaster, but I think Brooklyn at this point is just relieved that it's all over and they're probably going to think twice before acquiring Superstar. First, it was the the Boston thing that they that they destroyed, and now it's this big three. Houston might be happy, but Nets now are like, I feel like the Nets are at now. They're not really, they don't look like a team that's like on a complete rebuild, but they look like a team where like they were a few years ago when they had D'Lo, Karis, LeVert, a very good team. Potential first round exit team, but I'm at, the I don't only know thing that your... I really like about Brooklyn, Jock Vaughn, man, is the perfect coach. But yeah, I don't know what your opinion is on this, Josh. But I don't even think they can even go in rebuild mode because Houston owns all their picks. That's true. So they gotta either they gotta yeah. win, win, win somehow. But luckily they, they got the Suns picks now. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean they, they did acquire a lot of picks. I can, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, they like I said, they just they acquired a lot of picks, but that's really what I want to say. But yeah, finish. Go ahead, Danny. I honestly can't wait for this uh, thirty for thirty that's coming out in like ten yeah. years. Yeah, <laughs> yo, Shannon Sharp, <laughs> he really said that, bro. Yeah, uh, man. I mean, and Shannon Sharp even said, "Hey, Ja, remember what you said? You still good in the West, my guy?" <laughs> <laughs> Clappers. <laughs> this guy. All right. Um. So, Josh, let us know. Obviously, I you know I got heated, but man, I. Obviously, we disagree on this, but regardless, we all know Brooklyn was a disaster. And I think, well, me and Josh blame Kyrie more, I think, but uh, Danny blames uh, the management more. But of course, we're not saying Kyrie's a bad player. I'm happy he's in a new situation. And I hope it works out because we know when he's just basketball, he's a generational superstar talent who should have been on the top 75 list who clearly got robbed. Just like Ben Simmons robbing the Brooklyn Nets. Simple (laughs) as that. But uh, yeah, Josh... Let us know the final topic. Obviously, I don't, you know, yeah. maybe I personally don't want to hear this, but, you know, I got to hear it. So <laughs> I can't wait for this one. Let's go. So next, topic six. The Clippers hosted the Mavericks on February 8th. Kyrie debuted in this game for the Mavericks. He scored 24 points and five assists. So what are your thoughts on Kyrie's debut and how scary can Luka and Kyrie be when Luka does come back? Are they a contender? Uh, Danny? All right, I'll let you take the floor. It's your team. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thoughts on Kyrie debut? Nothing. Um, uh, I think you nothing. misread. I think you misread the title, Josh. I think it was Kyrie smokes the Clippers. <laughs> okay. Obviously, Luca not playing. A lot of people maybe thought Clippers should have won this game, and I thought they should have. But you know, no surprise what Kyrie done. We know his abilities. I we might criticize the guy for what's happened. You know, you know, in Boston and Brooklyn. But we know how special of a talent he is when he's focused on basketball. Even with Brooklyn, those forty games when he was focused. My goodness, what what. Uh, uh, what points he was he was dropped 48 against Utah. He can carry a team on his back. That's what he can do. And without Luca, it showed his impact on the team. I mean, Reggie Bullock, I don't know how many threes he had. He got a lot of open shots. That's from Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving getting to the basket, long uh, threes from far distance, everything. He got the whole, he got the best handles in the NBA. I mean, this was a, a great debut. I want to see how him and Luca play together. A lot of people saying it won't work. Obviously, on talent, it looks like it's going to work, but we obviously got to hope. Because we know Luca is the number one and Kyrie's the number two. And uh, this was an awesome debut. 
He cooked the Clippers. Clippers couldn't stop him. Uh, obviously, uh, even Joshua was telling me yesterday, he criticized Terrence Mann was only guarding Kawhi and PG. They didn't take the challenge to guard Kyrie Irving at all. Definitely, they should have took that challenge. And yeah, they beat us bad, and and they didn't even have a, um, they didn't even have Luca. So that's not good news, obviously. And uh, this is a team that we could probably play again in the playoffs. Obviously, last two times we beat them, you know, four to two, four to three. But this time with Kyrie Irving. It causes major concerns for this franchise. That's why they went out, I think, to make a lot of those moves. We still need a point guard, though. And how scary can Luka and Kyrie be when they return? It's going to be really scary. It's going to be interesting now that, I mean, I thought this could be one of the scariest, you know, dudes in the West that could affect the Western Conference now that KD came. I mean, this just changed everything. Um, but, yeah, they could be scary. This could be one of the best backcourt in the league. You you basically add a guy in Luka who, what's his thing? He has to carry the team, and then fourth quarter, he gets tired. Now Kyrie Irving, the best fourth quarter score in the league, averages, what, like 9.5 points. Luka, the best first quarter points player in the league. You add these two players together, I mean, oh, my goodness, it's going to be scary. And our Dallas contenders, 100%, 100%. They have to be contenders. They're a legitimate threat to the team. They look like a team that, obviously, I'm biased, but could they beat the Clippers? Of course they can. They got the talent to do it. Um, they will. Can um, I don't know about all that. Can they beat you know Denver? Yes, they can. Now that they got Kyrie, can they beat Memphis? Even though, in my opinion, I don't really see Memphis as uh, the threat that people see. I'm not disrespecting them. I think obviously Dallas is just better than them, anyways. Sacramento's there. You know, you got a lot of teams. I mean, Dallas is legit. They can make a run for the conference finals now. If Dallas and Phoenix right now, if the season ends today, Dallas and Phoenix will play in the first round. If that would happen, it's good for my Clippers. But whoa, somebody's gonna be out early. I mean. Well, that'd be crazy. How many teams might one of these teams might not make the it to the first round? So like sad, you got, man. you got. Think about this. You got the Warriors, the Suns. Maybe these are my teams in general that I think might that are contenders. You might disagree, but you got the Warriors, the Suns, um, Denver, the Warriors, the Clippers. Maybe if you want to throw Memphis in there. Like those are like six teams I name you. All of these teams expect to go past the first round, and two of these teams might not be there. Like they can't be there. That's crazy. But yeah, you That's go ahead, true. Danny. Where to begin? Where to begin, man? <laughs> I was watching this game live, and I was just—I was just laughable. Kawhi Leonard zero points in the first quarter. Oh, here we go. All Two right. points in the second quarter. Josh, uh, can you remind me um what what he load management? He does load Facts. management, right? Facts. And he's only dropping two points in the in in the ha- half. Well rested, by the way. Well rested. And only job. This is an embarrassment, man. Kyrie absolutely cooked the Clippers. Theo Pinson was cooking the Clippers. Oh damn, he put yo dang he cooked us. <laughs> yes, oh my goodness. Reggie Bullock, my goodness, he was oh. looking like prime Steph Curry the Kyrie out Irving there. Effect, the Kyrie Irving effect. The Kyrie Irving. Man, Jaden Hardy. Oh man. This- oh my goodness. That donkey had too. Oh, my goodness. The Mavericks were just cooking the Clippers and. Paul George also had a bad shooting night, man. He was eight for 20, 20 points. Man, if the, if the Mavericks did this And this is a team without that you know, Luka, we expected defensively to be struggled, and they played really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it got a little closer during the end, but that, you know, that's because Kawhi turned it up a bit. Quote, a bit, because he only dropped, like, what, 15 points? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, it is, it, for me, it's kind of concerning because when Norman Powell has to step up, and only to yeah. make this game close, 24 points. If it wasn't for Norman Powell, He's been balling, by the way. This game would have been a blowout. Yeah, 100%. This, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. Um, The game against the Bucks that we blew that 21-point lead, I was upset. I think we should have won that game. We were smoking the Bucks too. Yeah, but Norman Powell has been playing fantastic lately. That's the only player in the Clippers that I actually like. 
Uh, even though you know he yeah. smoked the Knicks, you know he played that yeah, game against the Knicks. We 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 were up again, blowing that fourth quarter lead. But that dunk on Julius Randle, my goodness! Yeah. Oh, Norton. Yeah. Once Norton probably had that dunk, I knew he was secured as a Clipper. He was not getting traded. <laughs> Isn't that sad, Josh? You hear this? I know, right? Like, <laughs> he was playing good all season. The dunk, the, the dunk secured his contract. <laughs> no, no. Apart from that, Nicholas Batum saved us against the Knicks. That yeah. I mean that that sense of just thumbs up the Clipper season. Um. How scary can uh, Kawhi, I mean Kawhi, can Kyrie and Luka be? Man, they can make it to the finals. I see them making it to the, the Western Conference finals, and they're really scary. Like I said earlier, Kyrie already has experience playing with a um, pass-forward wing, in Le- like LeBron. Yeah. And I think I think they're going to bring out the best in each other, and I really do see them working out. Maybe it was just a one-time thing with the Brooklyn stuff. I really do believe that Kyrie's a special, special player. When he He's a magician on that floor. Oh, 100%. So, man, I really do see them going to the Western Conference Finals, and their ceiling could even be a title. I don't. They just got to get a few, maybe a little bit, a few more pieces. They got to get that chemistry together. But yeah, the Clippers, the Clippers suck. <laughs> if they go in a series together, they're definitely getting swept. I don't know about all that, but yo, before Josh, you, 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 you speak on this. I want to say one thing. There was a yeah. thing with Kyrie talked about in front of like when they asked him about Kevin Durant. He said like, you know, we're still brothers, but and they didn't work out. I didn't like when he said it didn't work out. Clearly, it was. She didn't play, you know, wasn't playing basketball, both of them. Well, maybe it didn't work yeah. out, but... Uh, it clearly was. It was, like, Kyrie, they were really good together. But Kyrie looks like he has enjoyed himself in, in Dallas. I don't know yeah. if you guys saw, but he was walking... He walked to... I think he walked to his hotel with the fans. Like that. It's one game, my goodness. <laughs> he was happy in Brooklyn. Like, this, I'm not saying he's not happy, but it's one game. It, yeah, like I said, it is one game, but maybe we are jumping Overreaction the Overreaction is crazy. The first game he dropped 50 in Brooklyn. He was talking all had his first game this season with the when they when they were one and one they beat the Toronto Raptors. He's talking about oh we're gonna take this to a championship level. Come on, man. <laughs> Josh, Come I on. just I just think Tuchar at this point is salty that the Clippers yeah, didn't yeah. get Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just being honest. Like I I think Kyrie's a perfect fit. And this is a great trade for Dallas, but like it's one game. Like he's done this many other places. I'm just saying to calm down a bit. That's it. Salty of God. I mean, did I know Kevin Durant was coming to Phoenix? I didn't know this was going to happen. Of course, I'm a little bit like, I wish he was on our squad. We would have helped us out. Yeah. All right. I want to hear your thoughts, Josh. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. Go ahead. So Kyrie debut, I mean, great debut. It looked like he's been playing it for years. I mean, the camera <laughs> was real, off the charts. Yeah. Like, the off-the-ball movement was crazy. I mean, I feel like he's been playing with these guys for a long time. Oh, it was a, a great win. And for fit, me, man. this to me shows... Mm, and okay. this shows to me the weakness of the Clippers. I mean, they're being touted as a great defensive team. They have all these wing players. Mm. Yet for the majority of the game, Kyrie was cooking Terrence Mann one-on-one. And neither PG or Kawhi stepped up to the matchup. They did later in the game, but by that time, it was too late. He was already hot. And I've seen this multiple times. They're not. They're, they're two of the best defenders in the NBA, arguably, when they're fit. And they're not guarding the best player on the opposing team. Kawhi's in the corner guarding... I don't even know who he was guarding in the, in the game. I it's, think it was Theo Pinson. <laughs> and Theo Pinson was still getting buckets. Hmm. This defensive team, to me, is, is looking shocking. Kawhi, if we're not putting the effort in the offense, which he wasn't doing much in the game, at least putting a shift on defense, which he wasn't doing either. So to me, that's that's going to be an issue for them because I feel like I see that will be a trend. I feel like they will consistently hide from guarding the best defensive player until it's too late. And then that'll be the downfall of the Clippers, in my opinion. But great debut. That aside, and Luke and Kyrie, I feel like this would be a great duo. I mean, like like Danny said, I mean he has experience playing with a with a with a, a player of Lucas caliber with LeBron. Not saying they're on the same level, but the same similar kind of play style, I guess, with with the passing and stuff. 
And I feel like all the contenders, I mean, they definitely are one of the better teams in the West. I mean, like Danny said, I can see them getting to the conference finals. I don't know if they can get reach the finals because, you know, the West is stacked right now. It is very stacked. <laughs> if they get there, I wouldn't be too surprised because, you know, they have the talent. And, yeah, I mean, I just want to see how players in the bottom market are going to go because I feel like they can get a player from that. But I feel like, yeah, it was a it was a good win, and I can see, like, this duo doing really well. I hope Kyrie resigns there, honestly. But I got a feeling he's going to play with LeBron in L.A., so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Oh, but I don't know if you guys heard it. He said, uh, you know, LeBron's doing him in, Lake, in the Lakers, and I'm doing me over here. I mean, could be swerving us, but, you know, that's what he said. No, it's, it's clear he wanted to, you know, I think he clearly wanted to but, be there. But just to add on to the Clippers thing real quick, I, I you're going to think I'm a hater to him, which I'm not, but I just think the Clippers, like, Depth is so overrated. Like, mm. I agree. Like, it's just so overrated. You like, got some new players now, so I think yeah, I know. Fit. But at the end, stars win championships. Kawhi is not on that floor being a leader enough. I mean, he was, I, I never they're gonna put a push. Like I said, like just like KD, I never thought you know he was really considered to be like a leader. You know, I look at leaders like you could say Draymond Green. You know, lead. You know, he's a leader. You know, but Kawhi is not the. You know, he leads. On, just by his play, just playing yeah. basketball. The only thing he leads is his minutes and um, <laughs> sitting out games, but that's, oh, that's the only thing. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, we... All right, Josh, let us know your final question. I know you had a question to ask. Okay, so now that you see that Kay's on the Suns and Kyrie's on Dallas, do you think, like, at the moment, there's a definite, like, number one team we have to come out the West? Any thoughts? Well, for me, it's like literally quite simple. Like when that I saw when I saw that trade go through, I immediately thought, "Man, I can't wait to see Devin Booker get his first ring." Because I think it's clear that in the West, there's a definitive favorite, and that's the Suns. I really don't see anybody owning up to them. Mm-hmm. Anybody, maybe the Nuggets, but I myself think they're a little little overrated. But you know that can, but I really see the Suns coming out and going to the finals. They're there for me. They're the favorites. The only team I see considerably challenging them is Boston, because all around Boston is just a great team. I'm glad that you know they didn't do any major moves, because they're a solid team. My opinion, I think it's going to be the Suns lifting that trophy in, at the end of the summer. But you know, that's my opinion. What do you think, Josh? I feel like yeah. I mean, you got to say the Suns. I mean, I was high on Denver the entire season, but this mm-hmm. move changed the landscape of the West, in my opinion. Like I said before, I mean, you've seen the panic moves teams made. Denver, I mean, they tried to make some moves too. I mean, I feel like everyone knows that Phoenix is the team to beat. Phoenix mm-hmm. is the front runner now, okay. and I feel like we'll see how things go. But right now, I have Phoenix as the one. I feel like they're to me the team that can come out the West. They have everything they need. Mm. When I look at the you? West, like obviously now it's so if I'm he's I'm gonna say team, the Clippers. If I, if, I, <laughs> if I if I look at the teams in the East, for example, I think they probably thank Brooklyn because they don't have to deal with KD Kyrie in the East. And now the teams in the West might be pissed at Brooklyn because they cause a lot of damn chaos in the West. The West is stacked. Uh, but I look at I, I've personally like I don't feel like definitive winner. Like obviously, do I think the Suns are the team to be right now? Yes. Do I think? They are, have the best chance coming, you know, out the West. Yes, but like, would I be surprised if Dallas came out the the the, the uh, D- D- Dallas came out, you know, and made it to the finals? No. If, right now, would I be surprised if uh, Denver came out? No, because they've been the best team in the West all year long. I mean, all year long. With let's be honest, Joker probably deserves the MVP nod, and I don't know if he's gonna get it due to the media. Oh, I'm sorry um, to cut you off, Teaser, but you know how insane it is that for him on Fanduel, 
is favored for him to get a triple double. Like that is so insane yeah, to me. Insane. This is never before seen. He's a special player. Special player. But yeah, so when you go into you go into that, then you have, you know, um obviously I know Clippers, I wouldn't be surprised. I know you think I'm a little biased here. I might be. Um you have, you know, the Golden State Warriors, you can never count them out. We know they turn it up during the playoffs. So like there's so many teams that like they have a like an actual shot and they're so talented that there's I feel like there's five, six teams that have a legitimate chance and only four will, you know, make it past the first round. So somebody's gonna be upset. Somebody's gonna be like, We failed this season. Cause all of these teams have championship aspirations. Um, but Except, you know, maybe, maybe, obviously, the Timberwolves, I don't know, it was championship or bust, but I think they was lying to us. But regardless, um, you look at the the Suns, obviously the Suns are the favorite, they're the team to beat right now, but I wouldn't be surprised. And also, I think I, I know it looks good on paper, which it does, and it looks like a seamless fit, but I do want to see Kevin Durant play in Phoenix, you know, like for a little bit before I could just be like, okay, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I want to see them play a bit. Well, I definitely agree with you too, sir. I think it's, I think it's championship or bust. I, like, yeah, like the criticism, no, no, no. For, the no, criticism no. for KD if he doesn't go win the championship is gonna be a mess. No, no, he, I'm not. He I'm has not, a super team. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying it's championship or busting. I'm just saying I could see other teams coming out because the West is very stacked. You know, Luca and Kyrie. I mean, these are two like, let's be honest. Like Kyrie is like a top five player. Like for real, you have Luca is probably people saying he's maybe the best player. I think I've heard Danny say that. So number one, Luca. You got Kyrie, maybe, t- okay, I'll say top 10. Top 10 player. You got two superstar players. There you go in, in Dallas. You got two superstar players in the Clippers. You got a, uh, two superstar players in, in Phoenix with a very good team. You got Golden State, Curry. You got still Clay. You got Draymond. You got all these players. Like, all these teams have a lot of talent. So, it's kind of hard to say. But, yes, it's championship or bust for the Suns. I understand that. But um, I just think there's a lot of teams in the West that have a legitimate chance. But the Suns right now are on the, on the top a little bit. I just got to see them play before I could be like, okay. Yeah. And I, I just, just think... want to say it. And obviously, it just looks good on paper. Like, KD has never had a problem fitting anywhere. But I still want to see it play out because obviously, we know the Nets, I mean, the Suns' bench is destroyed. Um, But they're going to, I think their bench will get better because they're going to get all these players in the buyout market. Um, And you think, you look at the, uh, obviously, Dallas defensively, you expect them to be worse. The Clippers, they don't have a true point guard. So right now, there's a, every team has some sort of small weakness. Again, Phoenix, the bench issue. Dallas defensively, uh, they lost all the kind of defensive guys. Clippers don't have a true point guard. I mean, is Denver really have any weaknesses that I know of? I think they're solid around us. Yeah, Denver might be the one, the one team right now that's solid. Obviously, the only thing is it's hard if Katie and Booker. Nobody got those two guys on their squad, yeah. man. Oh. Yeah, I just think of the, with CP3, with his with time ticking for him, I think he's going to be on another level. Katie obviously wants to win another ring. Devin Booker, you know how legendary he is. He's a young Kobe Bryant. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton, I just, you know, I just really see them all being on a different level and they're going to they're gonna pull it off. I, but I do think one thing, I think the, so we can agree the Suns probably have the perfect starting, like, five. Two superstar players, a great center, and an elite playmaker. So, yeah, just bench off. Every team, I just want to see them play, and then we obviously will definitely, uh, you know, assess that. So, right now, if I have to, obviously, this is, like, very early, would you? So you, if you had to, obviously you can change this. You, you got, you would say Suns, Suns coming out the West. Yeah, I definitely got Suns yeah, coming out the West. And what about mm-hmm. if you had to pick somebody in the East? Now that Brooklyn is uh, clearly out the picture, if you had to just pick a team, mm-hmm. who do you got, Josh? I think, mm, I think I'm gonna say Celtics. Honestly, like mm-hmm. if they if they keep the form that they're right now, 
I mean, I, I don't see why they can't make it back to the finals. I mean, obviously Giannis is going to be have a shout, you know, with his play. But I feel like Celtics to me is is the front runners in the East. I'm gonna just stick with my original uh, pick from even from the preseason. Remember, Kusha? I always said it's yeah. gonna be Bucks and Suns. And you know what? It looked it looked silly at first, but look at me now. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, might not. If happen. I had to add to pick, you see, I'm a little biased. I'm gonna say the Clippers, but you want me to be unbiased on, today? Do you want yeah. me to be unbiased? Come on, bro. Okay. Come on. For once, can you stop trolling? Looking <laughs> at all the teams, obviously, if the KD trade didn't happen, I would have said the Clippers. Hundred percent. But with the KD trade happening right now and the Clippers need a true point guard, which I'm waiting on, I'm going to say the Suns for right now. I'm rooting for the Clippers, but I'm going to say the Suns right now in the East. You know, I was really believing in Philly, but see, every time they played Boston, they have not beat them. Boston owns them. And the last time they played Boston, just recently, there was no Al Horford, Robert Williams, and they lost. So I got to go Boston right now. They're the best team right now in the East, but Philly is close. I do think Philly will make it to the conference finals. But, yeah, I'm going to have to say Suns and Celtics as well. And who wins it all? I mean, that's a tough battle because the Celtics are a very good team overall. And then you have um, the Suns who are one of the best starting lineups we've probably seen this season. You know? You know? Uh, I've got one more question, Josh. For, um, uh, I know this is unplanned, but, like, <laughs> do you, don't you think it's kind of crazy that Golden State just gave up on Wiseman, though? Like, I'm yeah, surprised. Like, I was actually okay. surprised to see that. Like, like I know this is unplanned, but come on, James Wiseman, the number one pick for five second round picks. Basically, and they took those five second rounds pick and flipped it to Gary Payton. So that's basically what they got. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I was actually surprised. Like it felt like they were gonna keep building with him. Go to G- they went to the G League, but I'm kind of surprised. Like you know, they they got that tr- that that trade pick from Minnesota from that D-Lo trade, and and then you know people and they they maybe could have got Lamelo maybe at the time. Obviously, you know Lamelo's a kind of a guard. But kind of surprised that, you know, they kind of made that trade drastically. Obviously, yeah. I know Wiseman hasn't been performing, but I'm just surprised so quickly that they, you know, gave up on him and gave it to the Pistons. Same thing, Bagley. He, he went to the Pistons, too. He was given up by the Kings. But for some reason, they didn't pick Luka, which I think Luka's okay with. But yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, I feel like the Wiseman thing was kind of doomed from the start. I mean, like the time yeah. I did- they want to win now. They don't really have a time to develop a player. I mean, the other players they have, like Kaminga, you know, they they slot right in. But I feel like Wiseman, he has a good potential, but he needed time to develop, and they just couldn't offer him that. So I feel like he'll do good in in on um on the Pistons. I feel like he'll have room to you know to play, make mistakes, grow as a player. But I feel like Golden State it just was never a fit. It was never going to work in my opinion. I was waiting for him to get traded for a while to be honest. Uh, it happened now, and I'm glad he's on a team that you know he can just. Be free and play. I don't know what Golden State was thinking. Like an old yeah. school center around like pure shooters. Like yeah. yeah, you're right. I think Josh they was doing from the start. So that concludes the episode 32 of the the Straight Sports Podcast. Man, Danny, what can I say? We appreciate you coming on. This was an awesome episode. Danny was here the whole episode. <clears throat> man, yeah. it was awesome. You know, I have to take to your knowledge about basketball, except you know. Maybe that Nets take that I didn't like, but, <laughs> you know, you had some great takes. It was, like, fun to have you. was able to talk about all the sports. Um, Obviously, you guys can follow us at, you know, Straight Sports Guys on Instagram. And I hope, Danny, we're going to see you back very soon because uh, this was awesome. So we appreciate you coming in and taking the time out your busy day to come <laughs> on our podcast. No, yeah, definitely. Thank you guys for having me, man. It was such a, such a fun time. And, you know, we always do this, like, talk on the phone sometimes. It was nice to do this on the podcast, and um. 
Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun. And, okay. you know, maybe it got a little heated, but, you know, that's just when you're passionate <laughs> yes, about sports. That's how it is. That's how we love about talking about sports. But yeah. before we go, I just want to say one last thing. Josh, when are you getting that Phoenix jersey? <laughs> I'm not getting it, bro. <laughs> okay, how about this? I'll get it when you cop a Rudy Gobert jersey. Oh, no, nah, definitely Same not. Time, no, no. Same time, bro. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Listen, man. If the Clippers win the title this year, I'll get three Kawhi Leonard jerseys. How about that? <laughs> oh, we. I'll, I'll, I'll remember when you said that. But All right, yeah, let's, go let's go next. Let's go next. Thank you guys for having me. Of course, yeah. of course. Thanks for listening, Peace. guys. Peace.